Well, Hitchin weren't able to pick up all three points against bottom side Hensford last weekend. They now have the tough task of taking on league leaders Tamworth this afternoon. Will Dan Creaney keep on scoring or is an upset on the cards? I'm Freddie Cardi. Unfortunately, my usual co-commentator Marek Alionic is ill today, so I'm joined by special guest Canaries midfielder uh, Josh Coldicott-Stevens, who himself uh, is out injured. Josh, thank you so much for joining me. I do appreciate it. I know, of course, you'd much rather be out there, uh, but thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure. I appreciate you answering the call. Uh, you travelled up with the team today. How, how are things on the coach? How are things in the dressing room? Yeah, it's been good in the on the coach, good in the dressing room. Uh, I think the boys are, are focused, ready to... Um go get three points hopefully and what's it like going from playing bottom of the league to then playing top of the league how, how different do you approach the games I think you approach the game in the same way um, you've got to be professional whether you're playing bottom or top um, I guess the only difference is is they're expected to go win the game um, where maybe against bottom of the league we're expected to go win the game mm. and it was a one all draw but look we all know Hensford are improving I thought they played pretty well but I thought you know some of the best football I think we've played this season how did you assess it yeah I think Hensford are a good side um, and I think we, we played some really good football at times I think we just need to try and play more football mm. if you look at us as a team we're not overly massive in height and physical strength so what we do have in abundance is, is good quality on the ball. I see a lot of young players in the side, um, a, a lot of energy, you know, but is maybe the mentality a thing? Sometimes that's what you've got to get right. You look at, you know, we've conceded first now in nine games of our 14 in all competitions this season. Is that something that Mark Burke's talked about, looking to rectify? Yeah, I think we've spoken about um, trying to remain compact at the start of games and feel our way into it. It's always going to be tough when you have a young side because... As young players, they're going to develop at different times, and it is a very much a bit of a roller coaster ride for their mm. their football journeys. So you've got to take the rough with the smooth, and hopefully we can we can start bright today and kick on. Now yourself, you obviously came off injured um, against Hensford. Tell me about the injury. How how long do you think you're going to be out for? I'm, I'm hoping. I'm optimistic that it, it'll be about ten days to two weeks. Um, Obviously, I know the gaffer has put out it, it could be potentially four to five weeks. Yeah, he wants you out longer. Sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sure what that was about, but maybe lulling everyone else into a false sense of security there. But apart from you, look, we had good injury news, I guess. Gouveia now fully fit of his, his wound being healed. Is he the sort of player you don't, don't like to come up against in training, maybe, when he gets on the ball? Oh, Diogo is um, he's a quality player, and he, he can spin you inside and out and, and <laughs> twist you up uh, however he likes and you know what he's going to do but you just can't stop it mm, yeah one of those I'll run you through the teams now starting with Tamworth then you can uh, tell us about Hitchin's shape Josh um, Tamworth start with Jazz Singh in goal number two uh, Matt Curley three Luke Fairlam uh, four Gift Musa five Alex Collard the captain six Liam Dolman so the two former Rushton men in defence seven Kyle Finn eight Alex Bradley nine Daniel Creaney 17 goals for him in all competitions this season ten Ty Deacon 11 AJ George um, the subs are 12 Alex Jones uh, 14 Jordan Clement 15 Shaquille Whittingham 16 Callum Griffin and 17 uh, Cameron Halkins uh, so Josh uh, the Hitchin side then Stan Georgie replaces the unavailable Toby Syme in Hitchin's defence uh, um, if you want to run us through the full lineup then in terms of the formation, because I'm sure, look, with you out, Lewis Barg having to play in defence in the absence of Toby, how's the midfield going to look? Uh, yeah, so Charlie Horlock uh, lines up as goalie as number one, Brad Bell, uh, right wing back number two, uh, Malachi Black, number three at left wing back, 
Stan Giorgio, Lewis Barker and Kieran Jones as our three centre-halves mm. with Diogo, Steve Gleeson, Ashley Hay, Rio and Finn Wilkinson making up the rest of the team. Um, so the way it's going to look today is, is we're looking at a 3-5-2 uh, um, and I think what we want to try and do is, is go and win the game. Mm. What are the strengths of that team then? Obviously a solid back three, a big loss of Syme, of course, a player you want when you're playing against a team that's banging the goals in, but you know what can you do? He's booked that holiday for a while now and he deserves a bit of time away of how well he's done. Yeah, he's gonna, he is going to pick up a fine uh, <laughs> for that from us. Who's in charge of that? So, funny enough, I'm actually in charge of well, I'm fine you master. You've heard it here. So, he, he will pick up a wonder a if he's listening in. <laughs> He might be, I'm not sure, I think he might be enjoying the sun. Yeah, yeah fair enough to him. A um, couple of early messages before we talk about that team. Michael said, come on Hitchin Town, uh, let's grab the three points today. Wishing Josh a speedy recovery and hope it's nothing serious. Uh, and of course, Marak, he's listening in. He uh, said, hey guys, it's all working, that's good to know. Uh, come on Forest. Yeah, Nottingham Forest leading Liverpool uh, a goal to nil in that early Premier League game. We hope, Marak, that you'll be back for Tuesday night. Trip to Stratford-upon-Avon. We'll be going up there on the coach for HGFC Radio uh, uh, once again otherwise you're going to be back here uh, sitting next to me once again we might get you on to help us out though uh, if you're up for it as well but look you've, you must have watched a, a couple of games from the stands before but I guess it's your, your first time with the microphone on yeah yeah um, I, I've watched a few games from the stands um, and this is yeah definitely the first time I've had the mic on it it's going to be a new experience and um, mm. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we had Josh Mollison on, final day of last season when uh, Marek was away. Last player I did it before that was Josh Bickerstaff in the, at the end of the 2019-20 um, season. He said you, you do seem to watch the game quite differently, you know, when you're watching up here or whether you're on the sidelines. And of course, you'll have had experience of all three now. You do a bit of coaching yourself. You're studying that at uni, you were telling me beforehand. Yeah, so I work at Stevenage on, a, on the college programme and then I work across the, the foundation phase in the academy. So do a little bit of coaching um, I, I really enjoy it, it, it it's great to, to see the kids develop and, and actually grow as people and footballers yeah it must be really good we've obviously got a few of these hitching players involved in the academy coaching Horlock Mollison and Gleeson in charge of it now it's not something Gleeson said to me the other day it's not something he, he ever thought he'd be doing you know at this stage in his career but I know he really enjoys it of course you've got a lot of good players to learn from. Do you talk about, you know, do you talk to Steve and, and Chaz about the coaching side as well? Yeah, I, I mean, I talk to Steve, um, talk to Chaz. Also, I'd like to pick um, Jonesy's brains about mm. about coaching. I think what Gleese has in abundance is um, experience. Yeah. So some of the stories he can tell and some mm. of the um, details he can give are, are far beyond what we have available to us just because we haven't played at that level. Yeah, well, it's interesting. It must be great for these younger players who have Stephen uh, Gleeson around, of course, the, the places he's been. He was in charge of our little FA Youth Cup campaign, obviously going out to Chesterfield in the end and uh, played an important role in that. And, of course, there's always young players coming through. Does it keep you on your toes, knowing there might be people coming through? Yeah, definitely. It keeps you on your toes, but also it's quite, it's quite nice to see the lads come through. Um, like take Stan, for example. Mm. Seeing him come through a couple of years ago and, and now grow into the player that he, he is today... It's quite good. I know I might be one of the older players in the team, um, but it's, it's good to see the, the young boys getting a chance. Um, for your season so far, then, obviously frustrating that you know, you've, you have had these, these injury problems. How have you assessed it yourself? Obviously, competition for the places in that midfield. Yeah, so my, my season has been broken up a little bit. Obviously, I had surgery at the start to, to fix a, uh, 
a problem with my toe um, and then managed to get back in the side and then obviously picked up this little niggle. It's difficult because the players that are coming in and filling, filling my shoes as such are, are really good players and they could start over me even if I was fit. Yeah. So the competition's very, very high. Finn's come in and he, he's done an excellent job. Um, I think he's probably a, a real standout of one of the players that we've managed to pick up this season. Mm, and look, uh, I'll be honest, obviously you know you should have got your first goal of the season, that yeah. game against Welling, obviously had the, had the penalty saved, and look, you were kicking yourself afterwards, weren't you? Yeah, don't. <laughs> I, I got a bit of banter from the lads about that. For yeah. there is, we are a bit of a cursed club with penalties, to be fair. Obviously Jack Morell scored one earlier this season, but the last couple of years it's, it's not been our thing, to be honest. Apart from shootouts, we've normally done all right in, but obviously continue our um, Hart Senior Cup campaign um, campaign to Potter's Bar knocks out the FA Trophy, knocked out the FA Cup. Must have been frustrating, especially the the manner of the two three 0 defeats. Yeah, I think I think for us we wanted to go on a real run in both competitions, and obviously that hasn't happened this season. So from our from our point of view, it, it has been very frustrating, and the only the only bonus that can come out of that is we get to focus on the league and. Mm and hopefully build a really good league campaign. Yeah, I've seen a good Hart Senior Cup run last season going to um, the semi-finals as well. Uh, looking at the league table now then, um, Hitchin 16th now on 12 points. I mean, still relatively early stages, but just two above the relegation zone. We are, of course, the early kickoff, but I guess that's the thing. If we if we are defeated today, it's up to Wolfchurch going away to Kings Lang. We could be dropping down that relegation zone. Four teams going down this season as well. Must be more pressure. Yeah, it's, it's tough, but I, I think... We showed last season, and maybe you could put in the season before that, that we've got character as a group, and when the going gets tough, we don't fold. We stand up, and we're, we're counted. Um, and obviously, Kieran Jones coming back in. Look, we, we saw when Jake Hutchinson came back in, the, the lift it gave to the side uh, last season. What was it like when, when you heard Kieran Jones was going to come back for a month? Uh, Jones is like a Rolls-Royce <laughs> in defence. Um, He's hard to replace and even better when you've got him. So having him back in the side, the quality he brings, the leadership he has, you can see why he's moved up up through the levels. Is he a player who's nice to play in front of as well? You know, if you make a mistake, he's there mopping it up. Yeah, he, he, I think he's got all the attributes to go higher mm. than um, Brackley, to be honest. He, he's quick, he's strong, he can play football. He can win balls in the air, so I, I think he, he's got everything. He just needs a chance. Yeah, well, he certainly settled in well. And you, you could see him, Simon and Georgiou, obviously, um, could, could form you know, a really good back three. But, of course, Lewis Barker's dropped in there. He surprised me of how well he's done because, you know, you think of him as a tough tackling midfielder. He's obviously going to be good in defence for those reasons. But he looks really calm on the ball as well when he's dropped back there. He's never really wasted a pass. Yeah, I think, I think for the LB, he gets a chance to have the game out in front of him. He wins his headers, wins his tackles, and, and that's what he's, he's there for, and he does that really well. So then once he does that, he, he gives himself a platform to build on, and he can play those passes in behind, short. Um, goal scoring, obviously a bit of a problem this season. Um, eight goals in 11 league games, the joint lowest scorers in the division now, um, only with Rushton and Diamonds, who of course second from bottom. But you look at the players we've got out there, is it the sort of team, if you get the tactics right and it clicks, you know, we could be seeing the ball hitting the back of the net? I think the boys have got goals in them. At the moment, they, they haven't quite come. But in all honesty, I, I see us scoring goals. Mm. If you look at Rio, Rio's got lovely quality on the ball. 
when he finds the back of the net, I think they'll start to come a little bit more. Ashley the same, works extremely hard, wins every header the other the other day, won every header. Yeah. Um, and I think when he scores his first, it will start to come. Yeah, we'll certainly see Rio, Rio played very well the other day, of course, came on for you. An attacking move to bring him on, wasn't it? Dropping Finn into midfield, but the side of Mark Burke trying to go for that game. Well, it's a, a great atmosphere uh, for this one. Might well be the biggest attendance we've had at a hitching game home and away uh, this season, of course. Tamworth High Flying, the top of the league, a well-supported club. They were in the conference less than 10 years ago. Look, they'll be looking to bounce back up, and do you think they'll be too worried about hitching with what they've seen on paper? Hitching have got to cause an upset. I think for them, they put, they probably got to focus on themselves and and try and be as professional as they can. And for them, I guess they hope they get the job done. For us, I hope that they don't get the job done and we can nick a win. Yeah, uh, we will certainly see uh, hitching against Tamworth, of course. Uh, here at Topfield, Tamworth in their uh, red shirts, black shorts, and red socks. Hitching in that all purple uh, away kit. One of the mascots out there uh, goes through it as well. Um, Josh, you were telling me last time you played here at the Lamb, you were sent off. So maybe not a bad game for you to miss, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess this place is a little bit cursed for me. Um, yeah, I got sent off first first red card of my career as wow. well. So um, it, do it doesn't bring back the greatest of memories. <laughs> yeah, plastic pitch out there um, has been since. Uh, 2016 now uh, here at the Lamb Ground. Capacity of just under uh, 5,000 people. Um, certainly a good crowd in here today. And look, it's a crowd that can be rowdy. They can get on top of you. Um, will the players relish that? Yeah, I think I think the players know know what they've got to do. They know the task at hand, and we've got to silence the crowd because when they get up, they can be like a 12th man for the um, Tamworth team. So if we can silence them, we can really get a foothold in the game. Now the two sides will go around the centre circle before kick-off. Tamworth remembering uh, and paying tribute to Arthur Frost, who was a long-time supporter and vice-president of the club, and Martin Murillo, another long-time supporter, uh, just before kick-off. Now they're both hugely popular figures, sadly passed away earlier this month, so there'll be a minute's applause uh, for those two men who gave everything for the club. And there'll be a minute's applause for them now. So there we go, the minutes applause for those two who sadly passed away earlier this month. And let's see if Tamworth can get a win for them in their memory today. Well, it's not been a good run of things in the league recently for Hitchin, but maybe political changes can make a difference. The Canaries didn't pick up a single league win with Liz Truss as Prime Minister. Maybe with her moving on, we might see a change of fortunes. Who knows? That last win in the league, though, uh, 29th of August against Needham Market a few games ago now. But look, this is a chance to make a statement. Yeah, I think this is a chance to go and 
put your stamp and show show the league what we're all about. Um, hopefully we can go get three points here today. So we'll see who's going to kick us off. It's going to be Finley Wilkinson, an attacking-looking Hitchin team. Bradley Bell, um, Josh, again starts at right wing back. How good was he the other day? Really surprised me. Oh, Brad was really good. Uh, I think he's been really patient in waiting for his opportunity and when he's got it, he's taken it with both hands. So good luck to him and I hope he, he, hope he has another great performance today. Yeah, so back three of Jones, Georgiou and Barker with um, Toby Syme unavailable and then an attacking side, that midfield three, you can see them lining up along the centre circle. Uh, De Silva, Gleeson and Wilkinson, uh, Guvea and Hay, two very different players. You could definitely link up well. Uh, lead the line. Tamworth will get underway. Hitch and kick from left to right in front of our commentary position here at the excellent Lamb Ground. Great crowd in here uh, and a really good um, press area as well for us to commentate from. So we thank Tamworth for, for letting us uh, broadcast this game and they get us underway now. No, they don't. False start. We will pause the stopwatch, reset it and now they try and start again. Well, they're eager, these three <laughs> on our near side. Come on, the boys. <laughs> Can we get a prediction from you, Josh, as Tamworth gets underway? I'm hoping we, we nick a 1-0 win. I would absolutely love that. It's Lewis Barker. Takes a little tumble early on. It's dry and not quite warm conditions, but definitely pleasant footballing uh, weather anyway, as Hitchin win an early throw in front of us with uh, Bradley Bell. So Hitchin in the all-purple uh, away. Tamworth in their uh, red home kit. Here's Bell with the throw-in, down the line, looking for Hay, who again wins it in the air, flicks it on, as does the Silver. Now Dolman will play it back to Jazz Singh, two very experienced players. Singh, we were watching him go through his warm-ups, clears this one away. Bell heads away again towards Hay and wins that header, but it's out into the crowd, nearly into that food bar and behind for a, uh, a Tamworth throw-in. First goal could be really important, Josh. Hitchin conceded a lot, you know, first, and this is certainly a team you don't want to concede to early on. Yeah, I think the first goal is always important. I think we might have to bide our time a little bit. They're the home team. They're going to start well. They look like they've started well mm. so far. So, fingers crossed we can stay strong at the back and then nick one. Curly down the right-hand side. Tamworth will cut in onto their left foot. Easy header in the middle. That's 1-0. We've cursed it there, I tell you. Easy as you like. Switched off at the back post. And it's the magic man, Dan Creaney, once again. His 18th goal of the season. He simply can't stop scoring. But that was served up on a silver platter for him there, unfortunately, Josh. No one marking him at the back post. An easy goal for him there. Yeah, I think LB's just lost him uh, at the back stick and he's peeled off a bit of good movement from him and then he's found the finish. Nightmare start. Well. Yeah, nightmare start for the Canaries now. Creaney with his 18th goal uh, of the season. Top scorer now in the league uh, with 15. Means he's already equaled uh, the amount of goals from his best ever step-free season. So what a campaign he is having. Top scorer in the league out in front. Um, and he's only played 16 games now for those 18 goals. A man they would have talked about in the dressing room, but the marking just wasn't good enough there. Yeah, um, there was something mentioned about about him, but um, clearly that was forgotten in the first <laughs> first minute or so. There goes my prediction out the window. Yeah. I, think, I think I might need to change that to a 2-1 Hitchin. So now the 10th time Hitchin have conceded first in just five games in all competitions uh, this season. So it's really been an issue for them. And... Of course, you have to attack well now coming into the game, but I look forward already to listening back to that bit of the commentary. We talked about how important our start was and how hard it would be to get back into the game. And just like that, Craney heads it in at the back post. Um, 
Feels like we've been here before a few times this season. Of course, going away to the league leaders, that's definitely not the start that we want as Horlock kicks long to De Silva. And any hopes of you know, getting that little nil-nil or a one-nil win out the window. But look, we've got the attacking players on there who can hopefully pull us back into this game. Yeah, I think we've got the attacking players on there to go get a goal. Um, the only bonus of them scoring straight away is that we've still got 90 minutes to go and get an equaliser and then a winner. Uh, Boomer's listening in, says hello to Pob. Hi, Boomer. <laughs> Tuning in from home. Good to have you with us, Boomer. Of course, you've been in Josh's shoes at the end of last season. Here's Fairlam down the left-hand side. Again, trying to get that cross in. Keeps the ball in play. De Silva's back there helping out. We'll go forward to Guvea. He can drive now. Hay's up there with him. He's drifted offside. We'll come back on now, though. Guvea wide into Hay. You can take on Dolman. Could be a bit of a match-up in Hay's favour, potentially. Jinx onto his left foot. He's just overplayed it a little bit, but certainly a Tamworth defence that maybe won't want to have players running at them particularly. And Guvea and Hay, of course, can provide that threat. Here's Bell, Wilkinson in the middle of midfield, over the halfway line, trying to switch the ball wide to De Silva. Lovely first touch from him. The defender comes out, slides it well. Uh, does Matt Curley, and Tamworth can move the ball forward. And Curley, the side from uh, Buxton in the summer, moving the ball forward again, looking for that man, Dan Creaney, in behind for a goal kick. Hitchin will want to bounce back early. Just have to settle things down a bit now. Tamworth have been Finding the back of the net with ease this season. Top scorers and top of the table with 32 now. Beat Ed Bedford 8-1 uh, in August. Hitchin, of course, only scored eight league goals all season. So the stats stacking up in the Lambs' favour, of course, as Horlock goes long. Always going to be a tough afternoon for the Canaries. Again, Hay wins it, but certainly look at the attack as their strength as Wilkinson flicks them through for Guvea. Back to full fitness, we're told now. The forward as George goes back into Bradley, working the ball through the middle into AJ George once again, one of the four former Rushton and Diamonds players in this Tamworth starting 11. Curley again down the right. It's looked good so far, they're right back. A really good crowd in here. The, the roof was blown off the place and that early goal went in. It's a well-supported club, of course. Barker underneath it, looking to head away. Gleason, you can see, just patrolling that midfield. A lot of defensive work potentially for him because he's not alongside two particularly defensive players in the middle of the park. Yeah, I, th I think um, he'd have to do a bit, but he's more than capable of doing it. He's very well experienced and he will 100% do a good job in that. Yes, 12th league start of the season, so played every single league game uh, so far, uh, Stephen Gleason, him and uh, Malachi Black, uh, the only players to have done so. So... Black's been a mainstay, really, in a couple of different positions. Horlock kicks long. Hay just makes that run in and somehow wins the header. And now Guvea can run onto the edge of the box. Down the right, gets the cross in. Too close to sing in the end. You can see the idea, though, looking for Rio de Silva. And look, that Guvea and Dolman match-up, that, you know, that could be one in Hitchin's favour. Yeah, I think he's got to get at him. I think he's got the quality to get at him. Um, again, like, we said, like I said earlier in training, you know exactly what he's going to do, but you just can't stop him. Boomer's also put on another note, come on Hitchin. <laughs> they need the support so far. But 34 of you listening in, thank you very much. Of course, Tamworth have got their own uh, Lambs Media platform, so we're splitting the listeners down the middle, I guess, uh, this afternoon. We will, of course, be there 
uh, at Stratford on Tuesday for you to tune into as well if you're not going to be able to make it up to Warwickshire as Bell clears. Lovely layoff there by De Silva. Couldn't quite find Gouveia. And Hay, once again, got to talk to you about his heading in a minute as well because he, he just hangs right on the touchline and then runs in field and is able to get there as the ball switched. Looking for Bell. Lovely control from him. And might just be in here, Hitchin. Bell on the edge of the box. Needs to get his decision right. He does. Finding Gouveia. Turning up against Dolman. Still Gouveia. Oh. It's not quite dealt with Wilkinson's there in the box. Ball then cleared away. So Hitchin knocking on the door now, looking to uh, get that instant response. And this attacking side have, have looked good so far, that front two. And then Gouveia, De Silva and Wilkinson following up as well. There's plenty of players who can challenge this experienced Tamworth defence. Gleeson trying to slip the ball through. Not great from him. Bell in there tackling. A bit of a soft free kick given away. Gleeson holds his hand up, though. He knows he's made a mistake there. Seven gone then. It's Tamworth one, Hitchin nil. Uh, Creaney scoring in just the second minute for his 18th of the season. The ball's headed down now by Malachi Black into Rio de Silva. Going back towards his own defence. Jones just mops it up, knocks it back into him. And give me a, a lot of running so far. Players dropping into different positions and occupying different bits of space. Bell started this game well once again. Back into Stan Georgiou, who's playing at the ground where he made his debut last season for the Canaries, his full senior debut. How impressive has he been? Yeah, Stan's been excellent, uh, I think, ever since he's come in. Um, you can tell he's got a real hunger and desire to do well. And I think that shows in his performances. And he's in there defending now. The ball's back up wide to Curley for Tamworth. Back into the midfield. <laughs> now wide into... Uh, Luke Fairlam. Boomer's also said, uh, JCS worst haircut in the team, by the way. I'll <laughs> let you comment on that as this ball goes behind for a throw-in. I mean, who, who else would you be up against in that award, though? There, there's not many shockers out there, to be honest. It's there's, just jealousy. They like to look good, these players. It's just jealousy. That's all it is. <laughs> well, if he, you'd if be he growing could grow it, it out. Yeah, if yeah. he could grow it, he would. Ah. Belt. How, how long is it going, do you reckon? How long are you going to keep it going not, for? Not much longer in terms of length. Um, the simple man bun? Yeah, simple man bun keeps it easy to play in football with. But Bradley now, wide into Kyle Finn down the right-hand side. He's got the overlapping run as well of Curley. Underlapping run in the end, and then the ball dinked in. Lovely control there by AJ George. Up against Bradley Bell, who's going to be tested now. The shot straight at Charlie Hall if he just palms it down and hangs on to the ball. First time he's really been called into action. But, yeah, Bell, who, of course, had a, a good attacking game. He might be tested a little bit more of his defensive attributes this afternoon. Yeah, I think Tamworth are going are to stick it on us and see what we've got defensively. Obviously, they've already broken the, broken the deadlock, but I'm sure they're going to carry on going. Hey, again, wins that header. Dolman underneath the ball now. Mine, who played 246 times for Russian and Diamonds before moving across. Uh, to join up with, uh, of course, the Diamonds manager, Andy Peaks, when he moved across here uh, earlier this year. Here's Bell with the throw in then. Chance to get Hitchin in the box as well. They've brought a decent number of fans, but plenty of Tamworth fans at either end, really, particularly behind the hen. Hitchin are attacking now. It's, it's crammed in. It's certainly a, a stadium, you could imagine, you know, a league or two higher. It's a club that's ready to make that move, and this season they've looked most like doing it. Yeah, I think they, um, they've got the facility here to be able to do so. So it gives them that opportunity if they do manage to get up. Yeah, they're able to clear from the throw in now, but Georgiou just steps across. Hay knew he was offside and uh, Hitching 
Let's head back to their keeper now with uh, Kieran Jones. A little round of applause from you. You like the simple things of the game there, and Jones just makes it look easy. Like I said earlier, Jones is a Rolls Royce. He make, makes the game look easy. Gleeson just having a few words with Bradley Bell now. Maybe he wants him to push up a bit, and he turns his back to play now to continue those words. As Townworth might be through and goal way too easily past Finley Wilkinson. Of course, he's an attacker by trait, but he's having to sit in the midfield at the moment. It's always going to be difficult for him some of those one-on-one -on -one situations. Tamworth continue up into the middle of the box. It just falls to the number seven here, trying to work a shot. It's over the crossbar. Uh, Kyle Finn getting onto his left foot, scored three times already this season. Couldn't bury that in, but wonder what that chat there from Gleeson and Bell was about. Gleeson, of course, a, a leading role in the middle. Yeah, I don't think Gleeson was happy with, with what just happened. Um, and I think him and Brad have had a little, little discussion about it and are looking to make things better. Early change for Tamworth must be injury related. Matt Curley, who I thought had a good start to this game, uh, is replaced. Oh no, sorry, it's Liam Dolman coming off, who potentially an injury risk, potentially tactical, because look, he's an old player uh, now, Liam Dolman. He's been around a few years, and look, Gouveia and Hay look like they could cause him some problems, so maybe it's a tactical switch by Andy Peaks. Uh, I'm not so sure it'll be tactical 12 minutes into yeah. the game. I think that's a little early to start making those changes. Uh, he's replaced anyway by uh, Cameron Halkins, who in his third spell with the club now after rejoining in the summer. A bit of experience to his name as Bell flicks the ball on, can't quite keep it in play. The assistant raises his flag. So yeah, early change then uh, with Dolman uh, being replaced and Halkins maybe be a better fit to go up against someone like Diogo Gouveia. But certainly looks like we're going to see goals in this game. After early on, maybe you're thinking this could be a bit of a Mark Burke masterclass in coming here with a point or something, just trying to keep it tight. Of course, that went out out the window early on, and now Tamworth can come through the middle again. They're just piercing open this midfield, laid off to George now. Lovely football from Tamworth. Creeny's in there again, but I wonder if it was on his weaker left foot. He smashed it wide in the mark in the end. You'd have expected him to score, though, really, at least hit the target from that range. Yeah, I think for, for someone who's in, in such good form, he's got to be hitting the target from there. So 1-0 to Tamworth, played 12 minutes, Freddie Cardi and Hitchin midfielder Josh Cody stevens here uh, on HCFC Radio for live commentary uh, of this one. Dan Crean, he's hit his 18th goal in all competitions uh, this season. Uh, so equaled his tally in all competitions last season. We're only about a quarter of the way through uh, this campaign. He scored four in that 8-1 win over Bedford Town as Hay again wins that header, but no one really anticipating to make that run in behind. Singers to come off his line and clear, just evades Finley Wilkinson. Would have had an open goal to aim at from some range, but you'd have fancied him to give it a go as Finn now taking on Malachi Black, driving through. He's got that pace, gets the ball in. Malachi Black defending well, though. He mops it up and it's behind for another corner. And look, we know an Andy Peak side, whether it's Rushton and Diamonds or Tamworth, are dangerous from corners. And we have conceded quite a few, Josh, from set-piece scenarios this season. Yeah, I think when you look at our side, we're, we're quite light in terms of height. Mm. So hopefully we can defend this corner and and get it further up the field. Yeah, it's going to be Kyle Finn. Left foot, raises two arms in the air. Header's just over the bar. There's a free header in the air. But we're not a tall team. We're not maybe a physical team. They are going to win those first contacts. And that was wide in the end by uh, the sub, Cameron Halkins. Um, and in the chat as well, as said, uh, any idea how long Kai Teal uh, is out for? Uh, the official word is um, that he's going to miss the next couple of games. He's improving. or will miss the next two games. So potentially back for that trip to Nani to next week. And Marek has said Josh is doing great. So you've heard it from the man himself. Thank you, Marek. 
You know, we should need a speedy recovery, Marak, or Josh is going to be back in the chair on Tuesday night. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be wanting to watch from the sidelines as Bell takes the throw in. Hopefully you're not a curse for us as well. Bell standing over it. Wilkinson in there with Gleeson as well. Wilkinson trying to chest it back in, asking rather a lot of Bradley Bell though. And then the ball nodded down by uh, Alex Collard. Gleeson just presenting it back to Stephen, uh, to Kieran Jones. Now De Silva turning in the midfield. Black's there wide. Again, Hitchin send those purple shirts forward, but I think Collard can just see this out. No, he keeps it in play down by the the byline, the Tamworth captain, but taken down well by Kieran Jones now. He needs to pick that pass forward. He tries to chip it through to Black. It'll fall behind for a throw in there. The only worry for me is when Hitchin do send these players forward, we can be rather exposed in that midfield. It's a lot for Steve Gleeson to do to stop those onrushing counter-attacks. Yeah, possibly. That It looks like they've uh, matched, the, matched the system we've gone with. So, in theory, man for man in the middle. Singh clearing away. The Tamworth goalie in all yellow today. Jones heads away again. De Silva's there. Gouveia was offside. He was trying to press the keeper. And then the ball's just played out into the dugout. De Silva as well has got a few words for Ashley Hay. So maybe things not quite clicking out there at the moment. But good to see the communications there. Wilkinson now bringing the ball down. Playing across into Lewis Barker, who starts again at centre-back. He only played the nine games this season, but he's been involved in every single one of Hitchin's four wins. So he's certainly a player that Hitchin liked to have in their side. He always has an impact on the game one way or another when he's in midfield, up front even, or uh, in defence. He must be good to have as a midfield partner. You know he's going to give his all. Yeah, he runs he runs around loads, wins his headers, wins his tackles. Guvea looking to run through there. and. It was just a little foul on uh, Kyle Finn, unfortunately, uh, for the Canaries. If you are listening in, as people have done, you can uh, drop us a message on the chat feature or you can uh, tweet me uh, at Cardi Freddy uh, to send us a message if you want out. Uh, want any shout-outs. It's still Nottingham Forest uh, 1, Liverpool 0. England in the T20 World Cup chasing 113 to beat Afghanistan. They're 44 for 1 after 7. Uh, in the WSL, there was a win for Man City against Tottenham. Everton lead Aston Villa uh, at the moment 1-0. Good defending in there from Barker, of course. It's 2 o'clock kick off here. And it looks like everyone's tuned in in time as well, which is good to see. I was worried for for a moment but 46 of you tuning in which is great numbers so far as Georgie's defending again we'll just keep the ball in play down by the corner flag looks up and tries to send that ball long looking for Hay again he knows he's not going to win that header and Halkins just nods it down into the middle for Alex Bradley high tempo starts to this game both teams trying to get the ball down and play which is always good to see yeah I think on this surface you can do so when you can why not do it Georgie heading away yeah 3G pitch has been since 2016 uh, here at the Lamb. Been here since 1934 now. It was a, a nervy win for them. They also played Hensford in their last game. Even 1 0 at Keys Park on Tuesday night. Creaney scored the winner in that one. It was a tight affair, though, uh, in front of 207 away supporters. So amazing support uh, from the Lambs. Interesting to see there the comments around Andy Peake said we weren't at our best and perhaps got away with one. We only started to look good towards the end of the game. Uh, we rode our luck at times with Jazz making some excellent saves. However, if you can pick up important points when not playing well, then that's a sign uh, of a good team. So both of these teams playing against Hensford in their last game for mixed fortunes, but in agreement that Hensford are certainly a side who are improving down bottom of the league at the moment. Yeah, they were a good, they were a good team when we mm. played them. I thought they knocked the ball around well quite nicely. So De Silva continuing now. I thought there was going to be a foul. Instead, he's just placed the ball wide of the mark. It was 
a bad decision from him in the end. I can't really believe the ref let play continue there. He did look like he pulled his man down, but not a great decision from Rio to go for that early shot. He just placed it along the floor. I think their player's looking for it. I don't think it's a foul, to be honest, Freddie. Um, I think the ref made a, made a good call there. and maybe. Do you think the Silver almost didn't believe, though, that it didn't get penalised? Because he was looking around as if, you know, I'm going to be punished for this one and maybe surprise he shot that early to be honest as well I'm not sure there was many options ahead of him yeah. so maybe a shot could, could yeah, be a good decision yet to get his first goal this season to Silver as Barker comes out of defence wins a good header here but there's no one really running onto it the, the wing backs have been pushed back defending so far haven't they yeah I, I think in all honesty we could probably get a little bit higher mm. so 1-0 to Tamworth so far I've played 19 minutes here at the Lamp Barker in there defending, as is Stephen Gleeson. The man's got a hold of his shirt, but Barker now continuing, trying to wrestle his way through the midfield. Physical contest in the last couple of minutes. Jones now looking to switch the ball. Lovely vision from him to find Bell, who can't quite keep the ball in play. Just skims off him and things just not quite working out, but there's a lovely reverse pass there from Jones. He looked to go one way and then just clipped the ball wide to Bradley Bell. He's got a great range of passing, Jonesy. Mm. I think it'll be easy for him settling in back into the team. Of course, he was here last season. I'll know many of the players. And playing under Mark Burke, it'll be hopefully quite a nice fit. It certainly looked it for him against Hensford. It's almost like he's never left. Yeah. It was the line from Mark Burke as well after the game as Gouveia is in there, prodding the ball away. And Fairlam has the throw in. They want him to take it quick. Instead, he just takes his time over the ball, throwing it down the left-hand side. Georgie trying to head away. Jones will... Uh, just about see this behind as it come off Lars come off the Tamworth man Lars it's a goal kick despite the protests of Dan Creaney and co one of those the ref you, you do guess a little bit about who that might have come off last go with the defensive side usually <laughs> that's what you get told yeah it looked like Jones had just done enough to try and shepherd that ball out of play anyway so uh, we'll continue here I think if he doesn't uh give a foul then he's got to give a goal kick Horlock does have that goal kick he's going to move across to his left hand side where all the, the players will move across to you see that hitch and dug out there Mark Burke Michael Jones Parks and Josh Bickerstaff all in shorts to be fair Parks has got his hat on but we can make exceptions for him of course but nice warm day for it and, but I think Jonesy's going to wear shorts all year round to be honest yeah he's pretty incredible I think he's a bit crazy for yeah, doing it. Yeah, he must be. Georgiou clearing away now, up and over the top. Hay will run onto it. Collar doesn't quite judge the flight of that ball. Hay gets there, finds Rio de Silva. Hay's still out wide, but just falls a, a Tamworth man. who are able to clear it away, and it'll be you know, behind for a, a hitch in throw for Malachi Black. So, you know, certainly not look like a, an awful side so far when they've been going forward. They just need that link up to click. We've just settled into the game, I think, and starting to find our rhythm. Back, back into uh, Guvea. It's finished full time. Nottingham Forest 1, Liverpool 0. How about that? It's Tamworth trying to counter attack I again. I don't think that was expected. Uh, I know a few of the lads would have gone out the sweepstake. Horlock <laughs> now into Barker. Yeah, it's got to be nearly World Cup sweepstake time as well. All the excitement of that as Bell gets the ball. Just takes a little too long. Manages to find Gleeson who turns, goes across into. Kieran Jones chipping the ball out to Malachi Black and the ball just taken down by Matt Curley too much space again in that midfield for Kyle Finnich and are a, a man light at times really when Tamworth turned the ball over he's just overrun it there though and goes behind for a uh, hitch and throw in 
for the last time Hitchin were here. They owned a hard point, hard fought point at the Lamb. It was a nil-nil draw on a cold Tuesday night in October. One of those games where a draw was the aim, and that's what they set out to do, and that's that's what they got. Charlie Hullock had, had an excellent game. The reverse fixture earlier this year, also a one-all draw. Jake Hutchinson put the Canaries in front in the second half with James Hurst scoring late on. That's Hurst. another Rolls-Royce. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Good to see he's doing well with Eastbourne at the moment. Jake Hutchinson at step two level. Hurst, though, one of five players is injured today, along with Ben Milnes, Owen McKeown, Ben Hart uh, and George Cater. So Tamworth are missing a few. Owen McKeown, someone you played with early in his, your career as well. He continues to go from strength to strength by the looks of things. Yeah, I played with Owen um, a couple of years ago when I was at Kings Langley before I came here. Um, he was a good player and... Um, young player at the time so he's biding his time and he, he seems to be doing well. Yeah, he was a Hitchin hero at the end of last season when he scored three goals to send Biggleswade down and confirm Hitchin's safety in the penultimate game of last season. I remember listening into that one on, on Lamb's Media. I know a lot of the Hitchin players were of course meant sure that we confirmed to be staying up for the next season as AJ George makes the run down the left hand side. George taking on Bell just stands his ground does well and Clears the ball away only as far as the Silvo. Just lays it off to Wilkinson. Continued to Danworth on the edge of the box. And to his right foot now, the number eight Bradley. Crosses the box and goes wide again to uh, Creaney, who's come up by the corner flag. Up against Kieran Jones. Onto his left foot. Jones just gets a foot in and is able to put the ball behind for a, a Tamworth throw in. So the Lambs continuing to, to keep the pressure up and hitch in at the moment. Uh, someone who's not left their name said, hello, Bob, sounding good, my friend. I'll go for Liverpool in the last man standing. <laughs> Do tell us your name if you want to anyway, that if you are listening in. You've got to as well elaborate after this throw in this passage of play for, for those listeners who don't know about where the Pob nickname comes from. But we'll just have this Tamworth throw in first. <laughs> Curly to take it. A few good ones out there. Curly into the box towards Creaney, who gets there. But the ball just falls to Stephen Gleeson, who prods the ball away. Hay will run onto it. Hitchin just could turn over the ball here, but instead Hay going back towards his own goal, just about keeping the ball in play by the touchline. It's gone all the way back to Jones, who clears downfield, headed away well by uh, the Tamworth man. Then a big header away by Barker, who was pushed in the back clearly there. So the nickname then. <laughs> Talk to me about it. So the nickname comes from uh, Brett Donnelly. Okay, um, that's we never a good thing. Yeah, we were over at um, Leverstock Green, one of my first games, and... Um, it was, they needed something to call me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because it's a long name to be shouting yeah, out yeah, in the middle of a game. I've got a long last name, but uh, so JC or JCS wasn't. Yeah, not quite. Yeah. Quite wasn't uh, what they were looking for. And um, apparently it's, a, it's an old TV cartoon um, or puppet sort of looking thing. <laughs> um, and apparently it looks like me. So there we go. Hence the nickname Pob. And it's sort of just stuck ever since. I'm going to have to get that up. I'm going to have to Google it now. Pob cartoon character as Georgie picks up possession, goes across to uh, Lewis Barker. Wow, that's harsh, eh? Oh, I thought so as well. <laughs> bringing, him, bringing the pictures up now. You can have a look at home if you're listening in. I don't it, want to go into detail of describing it, but that's Brett Donnelly there anyway. It, it's stuck and... Yeah, I think I don't really respond to Josh anymore. <laughs> yeah, we've got to try and be a little professional here anyway as De Silva goes back into Jones. Hitchin trail by a goal to nil. We've got 20 minutes left of this first half on HDFC Radio. Ding dong for Bradley Bell. is still, still a, a classic really as Gouveia gets there. Hay up there as well. 
favourite one, though, I've said it before, was when Joe Gorge was here from Potten. Oh, Pot and Pot I. And I. <laughs> that was just, for, for non-league footballers, that was brilliant creativity to whoever came up with that. I thought it was fantastic. And when he sang Cotton Eye Joe and his initiation. I wasn't here for that. That but, was uh, excellent. I have heard about it. Yeah, it was an away trip. It was an FA Cup game, I remember, when we were coming back from there. And he got up and sang Pot and I Joe. So hopefully, decent result today. I know you're in charge of the initiations, the fines and all of that. You know, if we come away for, with this one from a draw, we could be looking at some more of that on the coach home. But a lot of work to, to get back into the game before we start thinking about what songs are going to be picked as Fairlin plays the ball through the middle. A lot of time again for Bradley. Just weaves that pass through to his midfield partner, Finn. Going up against Jones again, down Tamworth's right, is able to get the cross in. Barker gets there, giving it straight to the Tamworth man. Brilliant defending by Wilkinson to step across and deny what would have been a, an excellent opportunity. Now Hay can run through. Is he onside? Yes, he is. Hay just on the edge of the box. Now gets yeah, in the box, pushed over. The oh referee says no. Well, that looked like a penalty to me. Josh is going to be a little bit more biased than I am, as you can imagine, but that looked like contact. If that's in the Premier League and we've got VAR knocking about, that's being given. VAR gives it every day of the week. I don't know how he hasn't got that. that is, hey, that's one of the easiest decisions you'll have all day. Did really well to manoeuvre that opportunity, didn't he? To stay on side, make that run into the box, and referee not obliging. He certainly let the game flow so far, the ref, but hey, he'll be very disappointed. Yeah, I'm not sure how he hasn't give that. Um, to be fair, we'd still have to go out and score it, <laughs> which is a, another thing for us as Jones chests the ball down. Gleason's back in there, straight to Creaney though. The ball chipped out wide, so would have been an opportunity there. But again, Hitchener continuing to test the Tamworth defence. It's positive signs anyway so far as uh, Hawkins is back there, playing the ball back into his goalkeeper, the vastly experienced Jazz Singh. We've got three clean sheets in his last three games after keeping only two in the previous 12. So defence seeming to tighten things up for Tamworth. They looked a little shaky so far, but so have Hitchin as Fairlam comes forward. Going up against Georgie, wide into Creaney now down the left. Early crossing towards the back post. Horlock palms it away. Will fall for the number seven. Back across. Oh, it's just over the crossbar. It looked like we could have had 2-0 there in all honesty. Yeah, that was a dangerous cross. Chaz has come for it. Not quite got there, but managed to get fingertips on it to tip it away. And then the ball back in the box um, caused a bit of a problem. And we Must have been to block def it. deflected over, yeah. yeah it's going to be. I think the body threw themselves out here, which is always good to see. Yeah, corner for Tamworth then. Maybe. Continued the pressure, but Hitchin have always looked good running through in goal. You just need to take one of these chances. Don't think anyone's really expecting three points from them here today, but they're still very much in this game. As this ball comes to the back post, headed down, sticks really at the feet of uh, Ashley Hay, who was back there to defend, and it's then cleared away. Played back down by uh, Gif Musa. Wide now, and they continue down the right-hand side of AJ George, chipping one in, it'll fall into the middle of the box, goes with the early shot, it's into the crowd of Hitchin players. Should have done better, really, Alex Bradley, but... Hitchin just struggling to clear their lines and Charlie Horlock's going to take a little time out here to just consolidate a little bit. Hitchin have got to, to steady the ship here. Yeah, we've got, we've got to get a foothold in the game um, and really start to dictate play. And hopefully we can get one back. Yeah, we'll certainly see. There's the balls behind for uh, another throw in for the Lambs. Get a little bit tighter to our minute across the park and mm. I think chances will start to come. Curly to take, yeah, that ball over the top seems, you know, to try and 
Pierce, that back four has always looked an option of Hay and Gouvet. Gouvet trying to flick it through for him now. Hay, whose movement is, is so impressive, you know, because he's a player who's banged the goals in at lower levels, but he's just come into the, the hitch inside, of course, got his goal against Welling with a, a really well-taken header, but seems to be a really natural player. Yeah, Ashley's great. He, he works really hard for the team. As you just said, he wins every header. Um, I think we need to utilise that a bit more and, and gamble on the balls, getting behind on the flick-ons, and then I think he, he'll score goals. The ball behind just palm down, if you like, by Mark Burke as the ball went out into his dugout. He throws it forward, and Kieran Jones is the throw-in. 15 minutes left of the first half. Tamworth lead through Dan Creaney's second minute uh, header at the back post, unmarked after Lewis Barker had just lost him. Well, it's a big loss for Hitch in terms of the team news today. No Toby Syme, who's off in his uh, belated summer holidays, I guess. It was agreed, I've been I've told, when he was at Harpenden, so no hard feelings towards him, I'm sure, whatsoever, but the fine is there. Fine will definitely be there. Who's leading it, if you're allowed to say at the moment, most fines this season? You don't have to tell me. Who's leading most fines? Uh, LB at the moment. LB. moment. Yeah, Should LB. get fined for those Crocs that he wears as well, I tell you that. There's a lot of fashion statements that LB puts <laughs> out that you should be fined for. Here's Stephen Gleeson. Free kick, Hitchner got in a good position on the left-hand side, just about in line with the penalty area, but right by the far touchline. Here is Gleeson then, right-footed. Ball into the box. Guvea couldn't quite flick it on. Comes behind off a Tamworth man behind. Oh, no. It's, oh, goodness me. He's given a goal kick. <laughs> well, it looked for all the world that... Gif Musa had stuck a leg out and flicked that one out for a corner but the ref's given a goal kick. Yeah, uh, I don't think we can say much more on that. <laughs> yeah, the wrong decision, basically. Um, yeah, we'll continue from there. I don't know about you, Freddie, but when, when we come up to these um, northern teams as such, us being quite southernly, um, oh. it feels like we don't really get the rubble of green. To be fair, I haven't been to many of these away games we did all, all church last season Barwell have been to a, uh, a couple of times, been up to Needham once as well but not too many of these sides up in a, around the Birmingham area anyway as the ball's played through but yeah, I guess you've got referees from up and around the locations rather than travelling from down south but I don't know, you've got more of an opinion on that th than I do I guess but certainly a couple of interesting decisions the penalty call itch and will feel very hard done by yeah, it, was, it was strange though because no one else seemed to really appear it. Yeah, I mean, Hay was quick enough to really run through, but yeah, I think the ref has let the game flow as, as well. So maybe you would have been a little surprised if he if he had immediately given it. You could tell what Hay was trying to do in terms of the, the chance had maybe just evaded him. So he's going to do the next best thing and, and try and win that spot kick. But certainly, I know the Tamworth fans in and around us maybe wouldn't have had too many complaints if the ref had pointed to the spot as I say if that was a you know a top flight game we've looked at that in slow motion a number of times I think you might well see a penalty as Barker just clears this one straight up in the air Wilkinson underneath it maybe a handball there from the number eight Alex Bradley Wilkinson wide now just cuts back in out on this right wing and that's a very very poor ball really trying to go back into Kieran Jones when Hitchman trying to launch an, an attack there Tamworth win back possession now down the right-hand side. Good atmosphere still at the lamb, and it might get better now as Deacon lays the ball off to the edge of the box with Dan Creaney. It was a long to 
Bradley, not a great ball, takes him out to the left-hand side, up against Bradley Bell, still 1-0 to the Lambs, lovely football there, AJ George playing the ball through, just evading Bradley though, and behind for a hitch and throw in. At this point in the game, do you start to think about half-time and, you know, what sort of target you set yourself in about 10 minutes' time? Yeah, I, I guess for the management they will do. Um, it, as players, I know that we, we'd definitely be thinking about seeing it through, no more goals conceded, keep it at 1-0, going at 1-0 or 1-1 at half-time if possible. Um, and come out second half with not too much of a mountain to climb. Shout out to Kate Deller as well, who is uh, listening in. Thank you for your sponsorship of our mobile data as well. Be watching the uh, United game on the way home, thanks to that. We, we certainly appreciate it, Kate. Great to have you with us. As Guvea almost prods that ball through to Lewis Barker, but again, it's just one back in the midfield of Musa, and again, there's a man over in midfield as Bradley gets there. Gleeson just doesn't have the support he needs oh, in the middle of the park as Fairland tries to play it through. The ball stays there. Horlock flies off his line and claims it. What have you seen in there? Ball went out. And the linesman not giving anything. Yeah, Lino can get involved today if you like. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where, you know, I'm certainly a fan of the referee and the linesman talking to each other. Of course, you see at the, the top level, they've got their earpieces ear in and always communicating. It just doesn't seem to be a thing. You know, they'll ignore each other's decisions sometimes at this level. And I guess there's a bit of ego and pride in there, but there's, they never seem to communicate when one may be able to help the other out. Yeah, I think they've got to work together as a team. Um, and I think that will help them. What game was it as well when you got a little kick in the head down by the corner flag? Well, I think it was you, was it Leiston? Leiston, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we haven't seen the, the replay of it, of course, with the Kai Teal injury in that one, but was that was it a proper boot in the face? I think it just came down on me um, yeah. as we were falling over, and I think he's come down on me and landed on my head. So not, not intentional then, I don't do know think? whether he intended to mean it, but um, we intended to do it, sorry. Yeah. There are a few people who weren't too happy with it anyway as the ball is thrown over the top. Hey, trying to flick it through. Those dugouts are right next to that touchline. Yeah, they are awfully close. Mm, coaches involved. So Hitchin of Steve Cawley, Jack Sneelis and Johnny Yolotti available uh, on the bench. Ackham and Leon Chambers are named on the bench as well. They're not actually here, though, so it's one of Mark Burke's uh, clever tricks. But interesting to see, you know, Alfie Warman, Callum Kane, Aaron Pike and George Devine all draw registering of other clubs, you know, rather than being named in the sub in the squad today. So maybe Mark Burke just happy with the, with the subs that he's got. I think if you look at uh, someone like George, for example, Foul there and Lewis Barker goes down in a bit of pain. But yeah, Devine seems the player who's maybe most likely to really forge, you know, a career here maybe later on this season. Yeah, I, I haven't actually had the luxury of seeing George yet play, but um, from all intents and purposes, he, he sounds like a really good striker. He's a good lad in the dressing room, that's for sure. Mm. Um, and I think he's just going out, getting some minutes in the tank because he hasn't, he hasn't played much this season due to injury. Yeah, it's certainly a player who's scored goals at uh, lower levels, as is, of course, uh, Ashley Hay. But yeah, Demai and Callum Kane, one I'm excited about as well. So had some first-team minutes this season, uh, too. He's a real good player. We've mm. just got to be patient with him and, and let him settle in. He, he's still very, very young, so we've got to give him time and allow him to make mistakes. He will make mistakes. That's part and parcel of being a young player. 
Yeah, another academy graduate as Curley takes the throwing down the right for Tamworth. Bell clearing long for Gouveia. Well dealt with, though, by uh, Alex Collard, who captain Rushton and Diamond under Andy Peaks, follows manager to the land where he also wears the armband. He scored against Rushton in the FA Trophy at Hayden Road and celebrated emphatically. So maybe saying where his loyalties lie in that one. It was a 4-0 win for Andy Peaks against his former side in, in that game. So they're through in the FA Trophy. We'll be playing in that competition a week today. They host Royston on Tuesday night of Hitchin travelling to Stratford, a place where we won last season, so we've had good fortunes there before. Yeah, I think um, we've got a real good chance there. As, as we think with every game, we've got a chance to win every game, so we'll go there, shrug ourselves off, no matter the result, and and hopefully pick something up. Bell taking the throw, and I think Hay just been a little over physical there, so just single have the, the free kick. He's the Players' Player of the Year in the 2021-22 season, signed his fourth year uh, with the club. He's in the yellow goalie shirt now, Jazz Singh. Uh, Well-respected and experienced goalkeeper at this level. He takes a goal kick now up and over the top. It's a good one as well. Looking for the Tamworth man. He's flicked it on straight into Charlie Horlock's arms, though. Kevin Jones is beaten in the air there by Creaney. Strikes the ball very well. Yeah, it does. It's a really clean kicker of the ball. Horlock now just spotting it down. Socks pulled all the way. I think he's got his base layer on as well, Horlock. Roughing up warm today as this ball goes over the top, over the head of Rio de Silva. I think that could be partially due to the Astro. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Diving around on this, you get the Astro burns. Wilkinson, back to Georgiou, up towards Gouveia, who jumps in the air but can't get there in front of Collard. Georgiou clears away once again. And again, Collard will head the ball away, but this time to De Silva, bringing the ball down. He's going to have a go here. It slips through, and it was a shot, but Hay almost got there. It might have been through on goal, so better from the Canaries. They pick up the ball in these areas, and they've got players who can make it count. Yeah, I think we've just got to be a little bit more patient there and work an opportunity. I think Rio snatched it a little bit. Yeah, is it maybe that occasion you're 1-0 you're down, you're away at the league leaders, we've not scored many this season. Is that, you know, a little bit of panic maybe in front of goal? I think we're just trying to force it. We're obviously desperate to get back into the game um, and level up the score. So I think, it's, I think it's a case of just snatching at it. I think we've got to be a little bit more patient and build our way into the final third and I think we'll create opportunities for, by doing that. Good heading down now by Jones, up to Hay, back to goal, finding Stephen Gleeson, hitching nil, Tamworth one at the lamp, Dan Creaney scoring early on, his 15th league goal, so out head and shoulders above is the top scorer in the Southern League Central. Nicely worked now to Bell, down the right hand side and again Hay can test Halkins, comes onto his left foot, Halkins is on his backside, here is Ashley Hay, oh dear, it's gone a long way behind and you can tell by the jeers just how poor that shot was he's not a left footer by trade he had options in the middle as well so again the shot goes wide and a long way wide you see there I think we we built up really well and then we slid one down the side got a bit fortunate with the lad falling over mm. but we've managed to work our way closer to the box and I don't think we're going to be scoring from 35 yards out often so mm. we need to get close to that box in order to get finishes off yeah hey of course uh, adjusting to this level after coming up through the leagues. It was good to interview him the other day on HCFC Radio. He's loving his time at Hitchin so far, but he obviously missed a good opportunity to win that Hensford game last weekend, but hopefully he's not let that get to him, but should have done better there. But as you say, he's creating those opportunities as Cody cut Stevens. Sorry, Georgie brings it down. We can, we can dream, Freddie. We Too many fair-haired players in this team, I tell you. Now Jones is back as well. And Cord called Ashley Hay Aaron Pike about 10 times in his debut as well. 
new, new players coming in all the time. It's Wilkinson just to play the ball across into Kieran Jones. Just raises an arm in the air to pick the ball through. He's giving it straight to Gift Musa though. Malachi Black nipping in to try and win it back though. And Hitchener on the back foot here. Tamworth continuing once again with uh, Bradley slipping the ball through. Chance of 2-0 now. Cuts on onto his right. Goes for goal. What a block that is by Stan Georgie. Ball still in there and it's played behind for a goal kick by a Tamworth man. Couldn't cleanly connect with the shot. That is superb from Stan Georgie. Yeah, what a block that is. That's a, that's a goal-saving block for sure. Deserves a shout-out for Stan's Nanan, of course. He's been listening in to us all afternoon, as always. I think we just need to uh, decrease the turnovers a little bit. When we've got the ball, we're giving it away a little bit too easy. And once we do that, we allow them to, to go through on goal near enough. Yeah, just been a, a overrun at times, the Canaries. Into the final three minutes of the first half. Horlock takes that goal kick long. Up towards Hay. Bellow wins it. All down the right-hand side. Just goes out for a, a throw-in. Halkins uh, will leave the ball for his left-back, uh, Luke Fairlam. Play college football in the USA over in New Jersey. Also played for Bedford Town, Brackley, Stratford and St. Ives, as well as Rushton and Diamonds, where he played under Andy Peaks, an experienced player. So I had a few clubs then. Yeah, a lot of these guys have, of course. And your career then, Kings Langley and Borenwood, a couple of former clubs. Not a bad CV, to be fair. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I started off at Borenwood in the, in the youth team. Managed to work my way through to the first team. Uh, wasn't fortunate enough to get a... To get any minutes really, um, and then found myself out on Kings Langley at loan on the loan deal. Curly now gets that early ball in all the way through, and then how did, how did the move to Hitchin come about? This one goes behind for a goal kick. Yeah, so uh, spoke to um, the manager at Kings Langley, he's still there, Chris, and he said, unfortunately, I wasn't going to be in the team too much um, due to him having other plans, which, is, which happens. And then um, Chris Winton, who was the assistant manager at St Albans, New mm. Berkey, gave him a call and uh, being a local lad, he, uh, he let me come down and sign straight away. Yeah, instant impact. Horlock goes long over the top. Looking for Ashley Hay, who jumps, can't quite get there this time. Bell now taking the ball down. Final minute of the first half. Maybe one added on, a, a push as Bell sees this ball out. And a throw in. Down the right-hand side. Fairlam deals with it again. Hay then wins the header. Number 11, George, didn't even bother going up for it. He knew he was going to have no luck. Hay takes it down again. Good defending by Fairlam. But Hay right in this game as Wilkinson just clips the back of Bradley's leg. Singh now playing the ball out. Nice smell of hot dogs and onions down in front of us. That's very tempting as the ball goes wide. A little bit of wind is uh, wafting it our yeah, way. Yeah, it really is. Creaney now into the box. Gets there, plays it into George. Really good from Bradley Bell. Rolling around in pain now on the floor, but he had to get there. He's defending well. And some of these situations, Hitchin have made some really important interventions to keep the score down to 1-0 to Tamworth. Yeah, we've made some really good last-minute blocks and tackles to, to keep the score at one. Here's the corner kick then. In the final minute of the first half, Kyle Finn, as we approach that... Half-time mark. Two arms in the air. It's going to be an in-swinger from him towards the middle of the box. Oh, it's headed wide. It was a difficult angle, really, for him in the end. But I think it was Collard in there. It's wide of the mark. That is 45 minutes played. So big half-time team talk for Mark Burke. I can imagine he'll be quite calm in there, though. Yeah, Burke, he's got a calm nature to him. I think if you go around being frantic, it 
it goes onto the pitch and mm. it, it ends up being no good for anyone. Berkey knows what he's doing. He, he's been about at this level for a long time, so I'm sure it, it will say the right things in the dressing room, get the lads up for the second half and hopefully we come out and can, can score a couple goals. Warlock will take. Referee is just checking his watch, standing next to Malachi Black. They'll play a little bit longer, though. So was headed down well by Halkins. He's done well, actually, since coming on. That will be half-time, then, so the league leaders leave the Canaries so far. But it's not been all doom and gloom for Hitchin uh, in a first half in which they've been right in the game. They've created chances. They maybe should have had a penalty for Ashley Hay. Uh, and Josh, they've got 45 minutes to, to maybe put things right here, but they'll be kicking themselves to conceding that early goal. Yeah, the early goal never helps. Um, gives yourself a bit of a bit of a mountain to climb, but we've got another 45 to go and get a get a goal and get back in it. So Dan Creaney scoring his 18th of the season after just two minutes, heading home after a nice ball in from Kyle Finn uh, at the back post. Hitchin have done well though; they've been in and out of the game at times. They've had a few chances, but the it's just been that composure in front of goal at times. It's been a similar story recent in recent weeks, maybe. I mean, as a manager, there's almost not too much you can do about that. I mean, the only thing Berkey could do, really, is kick him, kick him in himself. Yeah, <laughs> get, get out there himself uh, in the second half. Steve Gleason, as always, just had a word with the referees. The coaches make their way down. A lot of different voices, of course. Which players are, are normally vocal at half-time, maybe when things aren't going well? Because you've got all of those coaches you want to get a word in, too. I think Gleese is, is a key one, uh, having all the experience under his belt like he does. He's been here, he's done it, he's seen it, so for us as the younger players, it, it is a bit of a calming influence. Mm. He can give the right information. Jonesy's quite vocal at half-time along with the Gaffer and Parks. Um, and then Egged, as, as I call him at least, <laughs> and the rest of the squad calls him. Um, will also look after us, talk to us about throwing set pieces mm. um, and anything else that he might have seen. Yeah, big second half then coming up for the Canaries. Kate has said great work by Josh Coldicott Stevens, sounding great. We'll leave you a bit of halftime music. We'll be back in just under 15 minutes as Hitchin uh, try and get at least a point here in Tamworth against any leaders. See you soon. Welcome back to HCFC Radio. Halftime is done and dusted. What's needed to be said in that dressing room has well and truly been said. And Tamworth are back out there first. They, of course, played at conference level for five seasons from 2009 onwards, or five more seasons at step two. They were relegated to the Southern League since 2018 and Josh, a win today would put them nine points clear of Nuneaton who obviously kick off in about uh, well, about now um, Nuneaton of course have a game in hand but Tamworth looking good for a return to Step 2 football Yeah, they're a good side it's a really good setup over here so I think they've got everything ready to go really Yeah, they're back out early for the second half Hitchin will have had to use their time wisely in that dressing room. What would you change yourselves with? What would you be saying in there? I think I'd be saying about uh, securing the ball on turnovers. I think we've had a few too many turnovers. Um, and then just building our way into it. I think when we have done that, we've looked good and we've created chances. Get closer to the goal before we start shooting. Gives yourself a little bit more of a chance. Um, and don't panic. Mm. We've still got 45 minutes to go. Looking at the options of the bench, of course, Jack Sneelis, he's a player who played under Andy Peets at uh, Rushton and Diamonds. You've also got uh, Steve Corley, maybe a game that could suit him potentially coming on in those latter stages. Yeah, possibly. Um, Steve's got a great quality in front of goal. Um, 
he's a real seasoned in, uh, individual mm. and has proven to score goals. Yeah, Hitch, you need something though in this one. Last win in the league, of course, five league games ago at the end of August on that bank holiday uh, against Niedermarket. Conceding first now in 10 of their first uh, 15 games in all comps this season, not making for, for good reading, of course. They would love a point. I'm sure that was the message. We will look for a point in this game, you know, when you're going away to the table toppers. And, but a, a defeat today would make Stratford, that would pile the pressure on for Tuesday, potentially. If Church say, go and win at Kings Langley, then the pressure would be on on, on Tuesday night. Yeah, I, I think the pressure's on every game to go and win it, um, or get something out of it at least. Whether or not we can do that today is still to be seen. Um, as I said before, we've been in this position before. We know what to do. We're a good group of lads. We stick together and... I think one thing we do need to stop is obviously conceding first and conceding early. Yeah, it's something that Hitchin will have to address, certainly. They're back up in the field now. doesn't look like there's any changes uh, from the Canaries or either side, uh, for that matter. Lewis Marcus is having a chat with Josh Bickerstaff and uh, Jack Green, I think I've had a chat with the physio, your brother, am I right in saying? Yeah, yeah, my brother's doing the physio today. Um, he, he lives in Worcester at the moment. Ah, OK. Um, He's on placement at Cheltenham Town in the, fir the first team. Brilliant. Uh, so he can Able get to, to help us game. out. Yeah, yeah. He'll be there on Tuesday night um, to Stratford. It's only around mm. the corner. Absolutely. Well, uh, the rest of the Simon League Central games have kicked off. Uh, now, of course, this is an early kickoff. Tamworth looking to uh, save the uh, use of their floodlights, try and be more sensible with their use of electricity, save money on the cost of running floodlights for long periods of time. They're not needed this afternoon. It has been a, a good afternoon for it. Hitchin, I've got to get back into this game in the second half. A second goal would really make things a, an uphill battle. And of course, they were able to bounce back over just about 90 seconds after conceding in that draw of Hensford last Saturday. They haven't been able to do so today as we're back underway. Here's Finn driving forward already for Tamworth. An early goal may well be there. Um, plan for this second half. He chips one in. Oh, and we nearly did have that as well. Creaney was in there. De Silva now clears. Guvea won't get there. It falls to uh, Musa on the edge of the box. Stephen is losing as well to Northampton early on in League Two. So the ball's flicked down the right-hand side behind for a throw-in for uh, Tamworth once again. Tamworth looking for their 10th win in 13 league games this season. They're on an eight-game uh, winning run. As, uh, the attendance has come through 668. Uh, in here. They brought over 200 to Hensford on Saturday, so great numbers at the moment uh, from Tamworth. And up there at the top of the table. This ball's played through into the middle. Musa goes round Wilkinson and then falls over. A few merely seconds later, maybe after the initial contact, but has done enough to earn that free kick. Yeah, slightly frustrating if you're Finn. Yeah, absolutely. He's not quite got into the game in the first half, but maybe a role he's, he's not quite used to anyway, Finley Wilkinson. Yeah, Bob Robinson said Corley for the last 30 minutes. That's his suggestion listening in from home. Nice to have you with us, Bob. Here's that free kick from Tamworth there. No, over the head and then flicked on it. You need to deal with it. Georgie's back there to do exactly that, though. And De Silva now can run onto it. The ball just goes behind for a throw-in, though, off uh, Alex Bradley, who is half-finish. Uh, play for them uh, back in 2018 at the under-19 Euros was West Brom from an early age uh, as well. It is a spell at nearby Burton Albion. So plenty of experience for him as Curley takes his free kick. You want him to take it quickly. He does now down the right-hand side. And Barker then beats and Tamworth into the box now with 
Um, Ty Deacon crossing that ball into the back post, looking to link up with George, the two former Diamonds men. There's some good defending, though. Bell slides in well uh, to win it back, but Musa continues wide to Guvea, who there's a lot asked of him at the moment, I feel, Diogo Guvea. There's not many people around him when he does win that ball. Yeah, it's tough when it goes up to him. He hasn't got much support at the moment, um, so all he can really do is secure it and, and lay it off. Yeah, just a little stoppage now as Tamworth's physio comes out to uh, treat uh, AJ George, who scored in his international debut for Antigua and Barbuda back in 2016. He spent last season with Rushton before, like many, making the switch over to Tamworth. They finished uh, respectable 10th uh, place last season, scored 58, conceded 58 uh, as well. So we'll be, of course, pushed on really after that uh, campaign, top of the league uh, as things stand. Extending their lead at the top now. They'll have an eye on Nuneaton Borough, another well supported club, uh, and their game this afternoon. I think they're big sides and they're, they're ex conference team, mm. so they're always going to be well supported. Gleason just kicks the ball back to Jazz Singh after that injury stoppage. Round of applause from everyone there. Sportsmanship and the flag now up against the Tamworth man. So 1 0 to the Lambs. We've played three minutes in the uh, second half. It should have Avoided a repeat of the early goal, of course, that we saw in the first 45, just two minutes in from Creaney. Horlock will take the uh, free kick, just walks up to get in line of that uh, flag. Only league defeat this season for Tamworth was here. It was a 4-1 defeat at the Lamb to, to Colville Town. They also lost to Kidderminster Harriers in the League Cup in front of 1,600 people in that game. Wow. This is Ball's headed crowd. away. Yeah, some of the non-league crowds we've had in recent years you know, down at this level have, have been fantastic. And Hitchin as well, you know, considering things maybe on the pitch haven't always been great as Guvea drives forward. And still, the crowd seems to go from strength to strength and it, it must make a difference out there. It seemed to in the Hensford game as well. Yeah, it's great, it's great to see uh, as many of them get out as possible, really. Um, and the support that they give us is... It's like having a 12th man, so for us in the dressing room, we can only thank mm. thank everyone that turns out each week and try our best to, to give them what they want. Leicester nil, Stourbridge uh, won that game in play now. Stourbridge, level points of Hitchin above them in goal difference, so they'll move up a few uh, places as well. As I said, Bedford League, Colville, by goal to nil. All the three o'clock kickoffs getting underway as Tamworth continue. Wide now to Alex Bradley, goes across to the left-hand side. AJ George now cuts into the box, lots of time, and the ball now continues. But the freedom of Tamworth here as Georgie shoots straight into Kieran Jones. Appeals for handball, surely not. It was blasted into Kieran Jones, who was bending away from the ball. It would have been, considering the penalty he didn't give early on, I think that would have been quite harsh. Yeah, that would have been extremely harsh, but um, needed to get there a little bit earlier to stop, stop him shooting. Yeah, they'll get a corner though instead, Tamworth. George just had so much space to run in field and get into a good shooting position. Maybe you could argue he took a little too long in the end, if anything, to get the shot away. Here comes that corner towards the back post. Charlie Horlock flaps at it and then the ball's into the back of the net. Horlock appealing for a free kick, nothing going from the referee. And it's another one for Dan Creaney. It's the most goals he's ever scored in a step-free season. And he's only played 18 games this season. In the 50th minute now, Tamworth have a 2-0 lead and it could be a long way back now for the Canaries. Creaney on a hat-trick and look, appeals for a free kick. Horlock took the risk coming off and trying to palm the ball away. They 
and obviously worked on that set piece tactic. What do you make of it? I, I think it is a foul. I've got to be honest, Freddie. Um, but again, I, you don't get the penalty. You don't get you don't get these decisions. Um, and now we've got to pick ourselves up and go again. Absolutely, Hitchin have to try and get back into this game now. They're staring down the barrel of a, another league defeat potentially here in Tamworth. Tamworth haven't beaten Hitchin actually uh, for a, for a while now. All, um, 2018, the first ever meeting between the two sides. The only time Tamworth have beaten the Canaries, but looking very good to do so now. Frustration for Hitchin then. Charlie Horlock appealing for a, a corner. You can tell Parks is just trying to get them to, to keep going, keep ticking over as Jones clears the ball away. Looking for Bell. Nods it down into Wilkinson, but Hitchin must score next or they're going to be leaving here empty-handed. Yeah, next goal is really vital. Well done here by Rio de Silva. Of course, a win now really out of prospects as Jones is back there defending. Does well up against Kyle Finn. Barker there just takes the ball off his toes, plays wide to De Silva. Tries to hit that early ball to Gouveia. It's taken down well by Halkins, clearing over the top. Georgie now just controlling the ball. Wide into uh, Bradley Bell. Kings Langley, the Church underway. Again, that could have implications on where Hitchin finishing the league by the end of today. Hay just pushes into his man. The ball behind for a corner, according to the linesman. So finally, a bit of luck from the officials for the Canaries anyway. Possibly, possibly we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully we can uh, make something from the corner. Yeah, good opportunity. Stephen Gleeson will take it. One of those who was quite vocally protesting that goal that went in. We had a similar one against Charlie Horlock a few games ago. I forget, we've had all these free nils and I forget who they were against at this point, but there was one where Charlie Horlock, Mark Burke wasn't happy, thought he would have been fouled in, in that game as well. Certainly more than Horlock's case this time around, I think. Here's Gleeson with the corner. I think the less we talk about the three nails, the better. Yeah, I think so. He's, I think it's going to be that low ball. He waves his arms low along the floor. No, it's up towards the middle. Looking for Jones. Georgie was in there as well. And De Silva will run onto the second ball. Just see it go behind for a throw. And it should have got to keep it up in this good position. He's just going to leave it, though, De Silva for Malachi Black. And Hitchin are going to send players forward. 2 0 now, Tamworth. Creaney uh, scoring uh, once again. So 19 in the league, 15, sorry, in the league, 19 uh, in all competitions. So the most he's ever scored in a, a step-free season. He's played just 16 games this season. Quite incredible. Just two poachers finishes, really. Stabbing that ball home at the far post. Black now with a throw-in. Wilkinson works some space well into the penalty area. Plays the ball across. No one on the end of it. No one really mo reading that pass as Barker wins the ball back. Gleeson's going to go for goal here. Blocked. Hayes in there. Hayes flagged offside, though. No more will come of that. There was an appeal for a foul, really, there by Barker. But the referee didn't select the game flowing, and Hitchin continued to have these opportunities. Yeah, I think, to be fair to the ref there, he's made the right call, and he's let it go. And maybe we could argue that Lee should slide. Yeah, potentially play that in, ball through. Yeah, He's taken the shot, and it, it's been, it was a good block. Yeah, 10 minutes going in the second half now. Singh to take the... A goal kick on the edge of the penalty area. Up and over the top. Jones is underneath it. Headed down by Dan Creaney. Don't know how many Harland scored. I think Creaney might have more than him. It has been a, an incredible start to the season from him. I think they're slightly two different players. <laughs> yeah, it's like they are 
Certainly. I mean, I've never seen anyone like Haaland, to be fair, as this ball comes down the left-hand side. Played across. Haaland was there. Ty Deacon. Yeah, Ty Deacon was sliding in as well. Leyston nil, Starbridge nil. I've had a score correction in that one. Nil nil everywhere else in the Southern League, apart from uh, Bedford lead Colville. Be a nice little upset there. And we have a goal in Derbyshire as well. Oh, sorry, it's just got underway. Mickelover and Rushton and Diamond. So still 2-0 to Tamworth here. Guevara again trying to work some space and not good to see him go down injured considering his injury record. As then Bell goes in and strong on AJ George. I think he'll be able to shake it off. As is Diogo Guevara, who's more frustrated about not getting that free kick. Surprised to see maybe that Hitchin bench not a little bit more frustrated with the officiating, but they've sent the subs out to warm up. Three attacking players, really, and Sneelis, Alotti and Cooley. Yeah, definitely three attacking players that can come on and hopefully make the difference as and when they're called upon. I think we need a little bit more of what Brad Bell's just shown there, getting stuck in, yeah. getting tighter to our man. Get under their skin a little bit. This ball comes in over the top, free header at the back post, with Collide into the middle, Creaney trying to turn and work the opportunity. Hawkins though, blast the ball that was going out for a throw-in really in, in the end, but then the shot comes in. Another good sliding block there by Bradley Bell to divert it behind for a corner, but 11 minutes into the second half, it's, it's all Tamworth. It's going to struggle a little bit to get out here. Yeah, just need to get a foothold in the game and and really start to pose them a problem at the minute. It's, it seems to be all Tamworth. Tamworth 2 hits you nil at the lamp. For an eighth straight win in the league. Here is that corner. Two arms raised. They scored from the last one, of course, in towards the back post. Over hit, though. It's Creaney, who was there once again and won't be able to get there. So behind for another Charlie Hall at goal kick. I mean, frustrating again. It seems like first halves you know we seem to be playing our best football and then we're not on the right end of the score sheet and second half we seem to struggle once other teams get their game plan sorted and they manage the game well yeah it's a, it's a tough one it really is when you're when you're losing and you're trying your best to, to get back into the game which the, all the lads are it's tough when things just don't go you don't quite get the rub of the green hey winning that ball there he's down injured but helped up to his feet by the Tamworth man Luke Fairland. Now wide again to Kyle Finn. Back into the midfield. Into uh, Alex Collard. Nicely worked here again. Finn who's been instrumental in the middle of the park. Goes against Stephen Gleeson now who's got the better of him. That just goes behind for a, a hitch and throw in. Malachi Black will leave it for Kieran Jones. And don't think the heads are dropping. We can tell the intensity's just dropped a tiny bit from the Canaries. Yeah, maybe the foot off a gas but... Like I said, the boys give 100% every time they get the chance. Here is that throw in by Kieran Jones. Down the left-hand side, De Silva was there. It's just over his head. Jones then smashes this one away up in the air. Mitchell will move their defence up. Tamworth still comfortable, though, in their lead as things stand in the second half. And this is nicely worked past Rio De Silva. Chip down the right-hand side. Jones heading the ball away. And now Gleeson gets there. Gleeson with Georgie back there as well, who... Plays the ball down the left. De Silva laying it off. Can't quite link it up with Gouveia. Tamworth. Maybe Tamworth have improved as well in the second half. They're winning the ball well. They're knocking it around well. And I think defensively they've steadied the ship a bit too. Yeah, I think they're playing with a little bit more intent. A uh, little bit more speed in their, in their passing game. And Here's Finn. It's working. Yeah, beats De Silva and Malachi Black. They're just happy to keep possession now. Playing around this Hitchin back five and the midfield three. Of course, an, an attacking side that's been named by Mark Burke, of course, with Josh's absence sitting next to me here. And now Bell, no Toby Syme as well, will have 
had an impact, unfortunately, for the Canaries as Tamworth continue to just keep the possession at the moment. Up and over the top now, Malachi Black just shepherds it back through to Jones, who's then clipped, but continues. Everton won Palace nil in the uh, Premier League. The uh, only goal, the three o'clock's there so far after Nottingham Forest moved to the bottom of the table by beating Liverpool. This ball's played back through just past Wilkinson. Wide now to AJ George, just about keeps the ball in play on his right foot. Toying a little with Bell now, just happy to go back into the midfield. They're just controlling the game now. Tamworth, Gift Musa, the vice captain, back into Collard, the skipper. Wide now into Finn. Hitchin just trying to do anything to win the ball back, and they do. De Silva into Kieran Jones. Now Gleason trying to turn, shifts it onto his right foot, and the referee does blow his whistle for a foul here. Gleason maybe wanting a bit more punishment for Ty Deacon, former Aylesbury United man. And He's not going to get it, though. No I yellow card. I think cards. it's just the speed of the whistle. Mm. Yeah, he does take his time, actually. I think that's what Gleese is complaining about. Should have blown the free kick a bit, bit earlier. Georgiou slays the ball off to Kieran Jones. Jones trying to go long over the top. Looks to hit Wilkinson. And that's unfortunately just not going to work. And Ashley Hayes is going to make the point now. We are a good side when we get the ball down. We try and play through the lines, but has been a theme maybe in recent seasons when things start going against us. You know, th th we, we revert to that long ball football. Possibly. Um, again, I, I, I've got to be honest, I haven't been watching too many games, so I've been invo involved yeah, of in course. them. So it feels a little bit different when, you, mm. when you're out there playing. Well, now it's on to the edge of the box. Good chance, but blocked again by Lewis Barker. It was uh, number eight. Bradley winding up for his first goal of the season there. Sandworth continue. Down that left-hand side, up against Stephen Gleeson. Back into Bradley again. Now Musa. They're just content on keeping the ball. They want these possession stats as good as they can. They know that Hitchin can't commit many numbers forward, and they're a bit light in that midfield area as well. They're just keeping possession for fun at the moment. Here's AJ George going up against Lewis Barker. Beats him, gets in the box, takes a tumble, and the referee's going to give this. He's given a penalty. He's not given the Ashley Hay one, and he's given a penalty here. I'm lost for words because they were so similar. If anything, more contact on Ashley Hay, and this time the referee does point to the spot. Yeah, I, I think the, the less we, we talk about officials, the probably the better, Freddie. Um, it's not been the best of displays. Uh, yeah, I think when you're able to compare them, there was more contact when Hay went down than there was there, I can safely say. But you can guess who's got the ball in their hands. Ash Dan Creaney on a hat-trick, scored four in the 8-1 win over Bedford. Scored three braces, this four sorry braces this season. And a chance for him to hit a hat-trick and put this game out of hitch in sight once and for all as Stephen Gleeson is booked for protesting. It was Lewis Barker who made that foul. Here is Creaney then. Penalty. We've played 62 minutes. Takes three steps back from the ball. Goes in to make sure it's on the spot and smooth out his run, of course, on this artificial pitch. Chance for Charlie Horlock to at least keep Hitchin in the game. Here's Creaney then for the hat-trick. Steps up right-footed. Oh, and it's yes. saved by Charlie Horlock. Big moment in the game there. That'll give Hitchin hope. And that will keep them in the game as well, Josh. Get in. Great save, Chaz. And dare I say it, but a bit of karma handed out there as well as Creaney misses that penalty. He scored a few this season as well. They have been productive with their spot kicks, Tamworth. But Hitchin, well, relief there, Josh, or celebration? Yeah. Relief and celebration. Hopefully that sticks a rocket up us and gets us going. Absolutely. Hitchin would have felt hard done by, by that 
penalty being given in the first place. But look, Charlie Horlock, he, he, he is inevitable sometimes. You just, you never know with him. It wasn't a great pen, though, from a man who scored 19 this season. It wasn't really well well struck. No, it was Jorginho-esque. Yeah. Um, I think when you take penalties like that, they're, you've always given the goalie a chance. Yeah, guessed right there, did Charlie Horlock. No clean sheet for him once again today, but there's an excellent save uh, by him there. He won't be happy about that. Yeah, down to his left hand side. We're going to see a sub here. AJ George picked up a knock a few moments ago. Yeah, comes off. And, you know, that penalty save, that'll just give Hitchin hope. It'll fire them up a little bit. Yeah, hopefully it just gives us a little bit of boost that we need and we can go get a goal and then kick on from there. We'll see who's coming on for AJ George. I think it's a. Uh, We'll just wait. It's Shaquille Whittingham. Been around the level at step three for a while now. He comes on to replace Kieran Jones then. So less than half an hour to go. Charlie Horlock giving Hitch in hope of that penalty save to deny Dan Creaney his hat-trick. He'll be kicking himself if he can't get anything more here. Hensford lead in their game as well. Ben Bailey has scored ahead of them in that one as Curley clears this ball forward. Good work now by Lewis Barker. Trying to prod the ball through to Hay, and now Hitchin can be dangerous. Going up against Collard, it's not really defended that well at all. Was way too complacent on the ball. Go right now into Kyle Finn. Well worked, though, by Tamworth again with Ty Deacon. Back into the middle of the park. Gives it straight to Finley Wilkinson, though. The ball's wide across to uh, Alex Bradley. Finding Fairlam down the left-hand side. Gouveia challenging well. Remains Hitchin nil, Tamworth two at the lamb. He's done really well, Guvea. Still down the right, but just asked too much of himself there, I think, going up against Fairlam. Tamworth maybe just a little bit sloppy in the last few minutes. Looks like Steve Cooley's getting ready to come on. Yeah, Bob's request will be granted then. He's listening in. Monday will come off for him. Of course, don't really want to take anyone out of that midfield, but maybe Rio de Silva struggles to get into the game a little bit, but in the second half, but we know he can make things happen as there's a bit of head tennis there at the moment. De Silva nodding it down, taken down well by Bradley. Wide again into uh, Matthias Curley. And again, it's all keep ball for Tamworth at the moment. I haven't seen many sides try and do this really in this league. So it's impressive to see really. Yeah, a lot of teams tend to go a bit longer, play around second balls. Mm. Of course, you've got the artificial surface. It's, you know, good mild conditions out there as well that are conducive to that style of play. Oh, I think when you've got facilities like this, why not play? Absolutely, you're yeah. Gonna be, you're going to be playing half your, half your league games on this each season, Then there's a few extra Astros. Your one game for Stockport, was that at home or was at it away home. at home? That Now that, that can get windy. Hmm, yeah, yeah, one, one half and the other half can be very, very different. It is De Silva indeed then. Uh, who's taken off. He was actually Hitchens' most subbed-off player last season. was subbed off 14 times, and he's replaced by the second most subbed-off player, uh, Steve Corley, who's coming on. It's going to be a double change, though. Diogo Gouveia also replaced. So Diogo Gouveia and De Silva off, replaced by Corley and Sneelis. Hitchin only have Johnny Alotti then left on the bench. Jack Sneelis, I feel like we've not seen a lot of him. I don't think we've seen him at his best yet as well. What, what's he been like? So Jack, Jack's got really good quality on the ball. Um, he can find the final pass through. Links play very well between midfield and um, strikers. So I'm looking forward to see what he's what he's going to bring. Ball headed through. Sneed looking to run onto it now. Reunion up against former Diamonds manager Andy Peaks, of whom he played under last season. Now this season, in fact, as well. 
Here's number seven, Finn again, onto the edge of the box and across one in. Jones again deals with it. Back to Finn again, cutting in, works it to Ty Deacon. Wide now into uh, Matt Curley. Curley looking to get that cross in, but Wilkinson just stands up. He does cross though, headed away importantly by Kieran Jones. Again, it's brought down by Finn. Worked out wide again to Curley. And that cross that ball in, Hallett claims it this time. Remains 2-0. Uh, some of the Southern League scores as well. And we can bring them to you. Ilkeston lead Bromsgrove by a goal to nil. Uh, at the end of this one, Josh, I'll be asking you for your HCFC Radio Man of the Match as well. If you want to start having a think about who you're going to give that one to. Yep, I'll, I'll start having a think. It's Tamworth with the throw now. And of course, we'll be interviewing Mark Burke after you. Welcome to come over and ask him a few questions with me after this one, if there's anything you want to, to mention to him. Parker heading away, as is Stephen Gleeson. That'll be up probably tomorrow morning. It'll be on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, of course. To hear exactly what Mark Burke's had to say after this uh, game here at the Lamb. Hitchin are currently on course to, to defeat, but Charlie Horlock's penalty save has just given them a bit of hope. They can get the next goal. And then they will be right back in the game. It can be uh, a nervy final few minutes, but just scored eight goals, of course, in 12 league games now. The Canaries, nine all season. Has been a concern, of course, as Curley uh, takes the throw in. I don't think it's through lack of chances. No, especially in recent games as well, I think. And there'll be worries potentially about the defence too after the goal conceded very, very early on. As Black now just having a, a few words with Creaney. The referee just says, let's stop things and go and have a chat in here. He walks in and calls the two together. I think Creaney felt there was an elbow in there somewhere. Lewis Barker's in there and Stan Georgiou making their feelings felt as is Hitchin captain Charlie Horlock. He runs over to talk to the linesman. But the referee wants to send everyone else away. Yeah, because there was no foul. There was no injury. But he wanted to just settle things down, I think, between the two players. Now, I'm not too sure why he stopped it here. Um, other than just to have a word, which makes no sense. Let play go on and... Mm, the look on Charlie Horlock's face speaks volumes. He's not quite sure as well. And I guess Hitchin will have the free kick. Deacon just plays it back to Horlock to, to take. And, yeah, we'll, we'll get back underway. Into the final 21 minutes then. Hitchin need a goal. They need it from somewhere and they need it fairly soon. Otherwise, they'll be leaving here empty-handed once again. Face a big test away to Stratford. Of course, go into this round of fixtures... Uh, level and points of the Canaries and only below them by one on goal difference as well so that's a really big game that we'll be looking to go out and win in Shakespeare's country and, on Tuesday we'll be there on HCFC Radio as well hopefully I'll have Marak back with me uh, for this one yeah Bob Robinson still listening it's a top man Charlie Horlock keeping our hopes alive he is he has done so many times of course, big on his sports psychology side of things as well, isn't he? Has, has there been much of that in the dressing room around the camp in recent weeks? Uh, not so much in recent weeks, but um, in pre-season, he delivers weekly sessions. Um, I've got to admit, they're really, really good, and credit to him for for being brave enough to come out and, and get the lads involved. Because mm. not, not the sort of thing, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago that would have been massive around football, but so different now, of course, and important you've got to be mentally right when you're playing of course and when things are, are going wrong the young team as well it plays a part as hey 
wrestled to the floor now, trying to find Corley, who ends up standing over him. Hay just lying down in the way there. Kings Langley leave all, lead all church, so that's good for Hitchin anyway. They won't be dropping into the relegation zone despite defeat if that result stays as it is. I think there's plenty of games in the season to go. Absolutely. Bradley now trying to prod that one through. Just evades everyone behind for another Charlie Horlock goal kick. Hitchin have not been able to attack as you know free-flowing as they did in the, in the first half, that's for sure. No, we haven't really created any chances um, as of yet to note. I think, I think we just need to secure the ball a little bit more as we spoke about at half-time and build our way into the, into the final third. Don't be uh, rushed to go in. Play straight away. Be patient. And then hopefully a chance will come. Ball over the top now. It's taken down by Gleason. He then chips one through. Fairland will run onto it and, and then try and see out for a, a goal kick amongst all the good work there of Ashley Hay. But it does go behind and be taken by Jazz Singh who's looking for a, a fourth consecutive clean sheet and he's going to just slow things down a little bit here send his players forward he will want to hang on to that send Tamworth nine points clear of Nuneaton who drawing at the moment at the top of the Southern League for a return to step two for the first time since 2017-18 yeah a long time ago that mm. looking another away defeat as things stand of course a problem for this season they have won at Barwell and Rushton and Dimers this season though have turned things around as Corley gets a great ball in Hay just evaded him there but gets the ball and Fairlam conscious not to make any contact Hay out of the box now and it's a little bit of a waste in the end it evades Bradley Bell but Barker will try and slip the ball through cleared away by a Tamworth man and then taken down by Creaney slipping the ball into Finn in the centre circle he goes wide nicely worked to uh, the substitute Whittingham who is brought down. The referee says, let's play on. He is, yeah, as you say, he's very slow to indicate what decision he's made, actually. He hangs it in the air for a moment. Uh, Hitchin will have the throw in now, then. Still trail by two goals to nil. Looking for something to get them back into this game. Horlock goes long and over the top. Ashley Hay wasn't far away from doing so there after a lovely ball through from Corley. We know he's got those moments of quality in him. It's black now wrestled down. The referee continues to let things flow. Ball across now taken down by uh, Bradley. Hay sliding in and the two subs are up there. Corley and Sneelis and Corley's have been a judge who have just fouled Fairlam here. Things definitely not getting the rub of the green from these officials it's safe to say. It'd be nice if our officials down south would give us the same treatment. <laughs> you give it, you're bringing the north-south divide into this. That'll be, be controversial. <laughs> Harland has scored again for uh, Manchester City, I think. Um, That's all right, he's me, me dream team yeah, captain. captain. So. I think, he, well, it said on Twitter he has, but it says nil-nil on here anyway, so maybe someone had had that tweet saved in their drafts, just knew it was going to happen <laughs> at some point. This ball's cleared up and over the top. Nodded down now by Kieran Jones. Now Jack Sneelis turning away from his man. Good work by Musa, though, who's nipping back in there. And then the ball given away by Tamworth Man into Corley. Finding Wilkinson, he can drive now, but needed a man on call, really. He might have got one, to be fair, up against Gift Booster. And now Jones sprinting back to defend as well. Just trying to use Charlie Horlock. He does. Horlock taking the ball out, playing left-footed in front of a, a packed home end, really, up on that far side. Yeah, it looks very busy down there. Going, very going happy, home happy as things stand. But hey, 
looking to do something about that. Just slips the ball into Sneelis on the edge of the box. Going for goal, Jack Sneelis. Hosted yes. in. Hitching back into the game. First hitching goal for Jack Sneelis, who scores against his former manager and gives Hitchin a lifeline here. There is drama still left in this one. We've got 15 minutes left, Josh. Yeah, great goal that was. Lovely play out from the back. Slide one down the side. Ashley's nice and calm. Pass back across to Jack, and Jack slots it in the goal. Yeah, first goal for the Canaries So Jack Sneelis. Great for him to break his duck anyway. He's only been using the bench really so far, and that was a really well-taken finish in off the post. Nothing Jazz Singh could have done about it. Yeah, he's got that type of quality. We've seen it in training, so hopefully we can get one more. For Jack Sneelis up against Andy Peaks, who had many fond memories with at Rushton and Diamonds. He's scored against his former manager now, and he's given Hitchin hope, combined with that Charlie Horlock penalty save. And they might just leave here with a point as Wilkinson, who had a good role in that build-up as well. Now Bell, flick through. Sneelis is here again. He's prodded the ball through. There was no one running onto it, really. The you'd have wanted running onto it would have been Jack Sneelis himself if he was in that advanced role. But, yeah, moment of his quality there. A little glimpse into what he can do. Just got to keep this pressure on now and hopefully make it tell again. Canary's back into it then at Tamworth. Ball headed away now by uh, Stan Georgiou up towards Sneelis. And that will just put the pressure on the Lambs. Ends their little run of clean sheets as well. The defence have managed to muster. But now Curley can come forward. And it just means it's the ball's picked up by Finn. There's a hitching man down in some yeah, pain at the LB, moment. Yeah, Lewis missed, Parker. An missed an elbow there. Wilkinson turning now. Georgiou's indicating that we want treatment for, for Lewis Barker. We hope he's OK, of course. He's been involved in every one of Hitchin's wins this season. Missed, missed an elbow there. Yeah, he's down on the floor, but back up now. One of those gives you the impression of a hard man, doesn't he? Is he really one? No. <laughs> he wears Crocs to, to training. <laughs> yeah, they are some very bright Crocs. And all. Yeah, he's proud of them, though. He makes that statement, so hits him back in the game. Be. And look... I mean, whatever happens to the next 10 minutes, if it stays 2-1, when they're in added time, Hitchin are still in the game, and that's all that matters, is they can put that pressure on right until the final whistle. Now they're just a goal behind. Be more than happy. I've said it probably for the last week. I would love a point here, as Harlan does now score against Brighton. And there's a free kick now going against Wilkinson. Certainly a physical player. And now Mark Burke and Parks will have a pop at the assistant and the referee, respectively. They're not happy there. Yeah, well, Finn's been fouled, and then the referee somehow has managed to find a Tamworth <laughs> kick in there. Yeah, free kick then, and it's going to be taken by Alex Bradley then. Well, Tamworth, I think they're going to try and kill the game, to be fair. I don't think they're going to rest on their laurels and try and hang on to it. They're a better side than that, really. They're going to try and get this third goal. This ball has played long into the box. Jones nodding the ball down. It's a great impact from Sneelis off the bench. Back now. And crossed in, Charlie Horlock underneath it, he can claim that. Eight, uh, 12 sorry, minutes to go, plus added time. Horlock throws the ball into Jones. Hitchin have the tails up now, and Gleason can get moving. Driving over the halfway line, there is still lots of life in this yet for Hitchin. Now Sneelis trying to link that play forward. He's got plenty of men around him, he continues though, Sneelis. Chipping one in just over Cooley, you know, he's headed it down, looking for Hay, and then the ball falling to Sneelis again. Been a bit of a masterclass so far, coming off the bench, Jack Sneelis. He's been very good since he's come off the bench, and hopefully that can continue and he can mm. create something for us. Certainly got the confidence up now, breaking the duck 
with his first hitching goal. Georgiou now, back to Charlie Horlock. Controlling the ball and going wide into Lewis Barker. He finds Stan Georgiou. Big diag. Driving forward again. Tamworth for a little bit of sixes and sevens now. Georgiou, lovely one-two with Bell. Georgiou continues to come forward and then just kicks out with his man there. Rather innocently, Fairland goes down, wins the free kick. And it remains Tamworth two, Hitchin one. And well, if Hitchin do manage to get anything from this game, Dan Creaney will be kicking himself for that penalty. And everyone will be buying Charlie Horlock a pint as well. Yeah, that's for sure. Not sure Chaz will drink him, though. That's true. <laughs> I certainly owe you one, Josh. Thank you for stepping up to the call and doing the commentary with me today. It's much appreciated. Very welcome. I've enjoyed it. Fairland now taking the ball up and over the top. And Jones, the man, giving a little bit of a piggyback there, but. Goes behind for a, a, a goal kick. Malachi Black trying to, to gather it and does eventually, but now Charlie Horlock will take it. Tamworth fans just been silenced a little bit in recent minutes as well. Atmosphere's dipped down a little bit. They're a little bit quieter right now. Won't be maybe as convincing as they've seen at times throughout this season. It's been a little bit nervy in the last week though, winning 1-0 away to, to Hensford. As I say, they got Royston next and and then an FA Trophy game in the first prop round proper. Now Barker trying to head that ball away. Nodded down into Creaney again. Chested down. And then chipped forward looking for Whittingham. Well defended though by Stan Georgiou. Tamworth throwing. Final 10 on HDFC Radio. Just a goal separating the two sides now. And the impact of Corley and Sneelis coming on has given Hitchin hope. After that Horlock penalty save to deny Creaney in front of these 668 fans here at the Lamp. Throwing now for Fairland once again. Tamworth wants to get this game done by scoring once again, but it's won back by Sneelis. He turns, fouled, and the referee blows the whistle quickly. Ball ends up in the Tamworth dugout. Bradley Bell has to go and retrieve it. He wants to get on with it, but I think Charlie Horlock's just saying, I'll take this, you lot get forward. And they need to get the ball up the other end now. Still time left in this game for the Canaries. It's going to be a, a nervy end no matter what. Yeah, I think the key here is not to, not to panic. Still got 10 minutes on the clock. Here is Horlock up and over the top. Jones is there, as is Corley. Jones doesn't quite get there. Collard's had a good game, actually, back there defending. He's won all of his headers, as does Georgie there. He's done well. Gleeson now taking the ball. Needs some support. Georgie just peels out to the left-hand side. He's just going to turn now. Has the option of Horlock, he goes to him. Risky, but one of those modern defenders, Stan Georgiou, as <coughs> Charlie Horlock clears. Looking for Hay, nodding the ball down up against Hawkins, who then smashes it away. Tamworth not playing their pretty possession football anymore at the moment. Georgiou there. Rupert's listening here, said, great commentary, guys. An excellent debut for Josh. <laughs> Thank you. Wide now into... Barker, sliding tackle in on him, won the ball to be fair, it was applauded well by the Tamworth fans, no appeals from the Hitchin players, so must have been taken cleanly. Now Barker into uh, Bell, finding Stephen Gleeson, across into Kieran Jones. Hitchin continuing to knock on the door, Wilkinson there as well, still Jones marauding forward from the back. Black, who's not really seen much of the ball today, he's in the midfield now though, across to Lewis Barker on the halfway line. He slips over, but he manages to deliver a nice pass into Jones. He wants to get this ball into the box. He dinks it in. This time, Corley falls over. And now Tamworth can break forward on the counter. There's only Dan Creaney up there, but Whittingham's taking it forward. He slips the ball across to Finn. Tamworth have a few men forward now, though. Kyle Finn continues down the right, up against Kieran Jones. 
Finn still onto his left foot, now going for goal, deflected up and over behind for a, a corner kick. This is how Tamworth will do it. They're going to keep the pressure on and try and keep the ball as far away from their own goal as possible. Chance for them from the corner now. It's going to be taken by Finn, who's just trying to slow it down. The referee not having any of it, though. Wants this game to continue. Finn then uh, to take it. Second spell with the Lambs. Scored 15 goals for Hales Owen last season. Had a good season with them, earning a move to uh, Tamworth. Starting out Coventry City as well. He dinks this one in towards the back post. Headed away well by Ashley Haver. Fine for a throw. And I'll ask for your man of the match as well in a few minutes' time. D tough call, do you reckon? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I've got one person in mind, though. Good stuff. Yeah, big call today. Of course, the important thing is that Hitching can get a point out of this game. And they, they've given themselves a chance to do it now. But the clock now starts to tick down ever quicker. Bradley will take the throw in down the left-hand side near the corner flag. Short into Ty Deacon. Those two exchanging passes. The bell clearing. He's given it straight to Finn on the edge of the box. He slips the ball through. Bell's just going to leave that for a goal kick. Good decision by him. And then with the ball rolling behind into those advertising hoardings. Horlock will uh, take the goal kick. Six minutes to, to go. And Townworth will make their third and final change. It should only have Johnny Alotti left on the bench. It's going to be Creaney coming off then. So he didn't get his hat trick, but he got his 18th and 19th goals in all competitions last season. Those goals might just make the difference. And he hasn't even seen that much of the ball, Josh, but that second minute goal, that was massive. Yeah, I think it gives him a really good platform to go on and build, grow himself into the game. He's got something to hold on to as well. We'll see who he's being replaced by, but sure, have got his hat trick, of course. And that may well that he's, be what he's worrying about for the next six minutes at least. Jordan Clement then coming on, the academy graduate who impressed in pre-season. The referee just going over to have a chat with the assistant about uh, something or other. I'm not quite sure what, though. And everyone just at a standstill at the moment. The referee back in there now, though. Um, yeah, no, no idea, to be fair, what that could be about. He's just having a, a chat sure with Clement, who's come on. <laughs> um, talking to some of the players. Sneelis, maybe is it Boots, potentially the wrong Boots? Sneelis goes off into the dugout now. Tape. Uh, tape yeah, tape, oh. shin pads, that sort of thing. Wow. Not what you want when you're chasing the game with five minutes left. Sneelis just sorting out whatever fashion malfunction was wrong. And he's back on the pitch now. Horlock takes the goal kick over the top. Corley flicks it on well. Wilkinson's in behind here, into the box. And the ball just ball. comes behind. Yep, goes his out for a corner. Up. Did it hit his arm yeah, on the way on through? Yeah, on the way down, it's hit his hand. I don't know how he hasn't seen that. Well, they're hitching, they've got a corner. They won't mind that. And second best option. Can we get your man of the match quickly? You can squeeze that in. Yeah, so... Man of the match goes to, to Steve Gleeson. His third of the season, Josh. He's had, a, he's had an excellent campaign, according to us so far at HGFC Radio. He's a, he's a really good player, Freddie. And um, he's taken the corner now. He's had a lot on his hands as well, anchoring that midfield, really. He takes the corner now. In towards Wilkinson. Big header away by Collard. Ball out to Bradley Bell, trying to nod it back up. George is there as well. Big header away again by Collard. He's been absolutely magnificent back there in the defence. And now Finn comes forward, chips over the top with Whittingham running on down the left-hand side. He might be in behind here. Shaquille Whittingham needs to pick out the pass. He does, and it's straight into Malachi Black for Hitchin to uh, concede the corner. 
in these latter stages. Chance for uh, Tamworth uh, to get that to get that ball in uh, and maybe kill this game off if they can. The only other person I thought I could have given it to was Charlie for the penalty save. Yeah, that's very that's very true. Not really been tested too much otherwise, to be fair, considering H&R 2-1 down. Not been too many clear-cut chances for Tamworth, but they've always been a threat. Three minutes to go here. Ball in towards the middle of the box, nodded down by someone. Then it falls to Finn on the edge of the box, made a complete mess of it. Wilkinson can now drive forward. Finn looking to stick a foot out and trip him up if he can. Wilkinson's just overrun it, though. He can't believe he's not given a free kick. He needs to turn around. He's got to keep playing, though. Jones tries to get there. It's well left by Ashley Hay. Got that such good awareness. Cooley, latter stages now. Hitchens still in the game. 2-1 now as Cooley just chips this one too far. And Jazz Singh, ball in arms. All of that experience is down on the deck. And so is another Tamworth man, Kyle Finn. Still won't be happy with that shot he missed a moment ago. So he's down there and we'll get a stoppage. But And then Jazz Singh, of course, because you completely need to, smashes the ball out for a throw-in. And the clock will continue to run down. The physio running onto the pitch as slow as he can. You'd hate to have him coming out if there was a natural emergency. <laughs> he is going to be very slow coming out there. He knows exactly what he's doing. And Finn will finally get some treatment. Well, your brother's got a bit of work to do if we get in this situation. Yeah, I Slowing think, my, the game I think my brother will move a little bit quicker than uh, <laughs> their physio, that's for sure. Every little trick in the book, it all helps when you're up the top of the league and it's not all been pretty for Tamworth you know scrape pass entered really on on Tuesday night but it's these kind of games that all add up and help you win these divisions but it is Finn who's still down there they don't want him to go off of course they'd be down to 10 if that was the case the clock keeps ticking down though two minutes to go here on HCFC radio it's cool he's just gonna have a chat with Jazz Singh all light-hearted putting the ball down for the throw-in, which will be a hitching one. I guess they'll give it back, but no, the referee said we'll leave it in Jazz Singh's hands. So both sets of players, it's a, a last pit stop, really, before the final few minutes. Hitching just need that one opportunity. Can they create it? We will see. They've got all the players on there that you'd want to be able to give them a chance. I mean, Corley and Sinelis are, are luxuries to be able to bring on off the bench. Yeah, they've, they've come on and made a really good impact. Obviously, Jack getting his goal. Um, and hopefully we can get one more in the dying couple of minutes. So it's of course of Potter's Bar and then it's home game there. One all at the moment against Corinthian Casuals in the Ifsmian League. Now that's in the second round of the Hearts uh, Senior Cup as Finn comes off. So by the looks of things, unless he can continue, Tam I think he's going to be all right. Otherwise Tamworth will be playing with 10 for the last 60 seconds plus stoppage time. Ball back in Singh's hands. Corley still chatting to him. Singh's going to get on with it now. Up and over the top. Just comes down. It's a lovely kick again. Accuracy has been superb, and there you go. A recovery there from Finn, heading the ball down. Hitching clear again. Not quite controlled but uh, by Curley, but dealt with well enough by a, a Tamworth man. Now Sneelis just leaving the ball. This is Corley. Great strength by him, and he can take the ball over the halfway line. Wilkinson, only Hayes up there in front of him. Wilkinson putting the move through, goes down, and he's won a free kick as well. They may have wanted an advantage. Hay might well have done. It's a free kick, and it's in a shooting position, maybe five yards. It's dead straight on the edge of the penalty area, on the edge of your seat now. Goodness me, late drama. Who's going to take it, do you think? Uh, oh, Finn looks like he's going to get over it, but I think, I think obviously Bradley Bell was... Yeah. He's grabbing hold of the ball. There's a lot of them in there. Sneelis as well, Cooley. A lot of good technical players. Stephen Gleeson could throw his hat in the ring potentially as well. 
So we are into added on time. No indication of how much is left, but maybe one of those, uh, you just want to get it on target, get people following up in there, nothing too special. Need to get it on target. It look, looks like a little bit of a way out. So Bell looking to take five minutes added on. That could be enough for Hitchin to get a point here at the land. Bell and Sneelis over it. Sneelis almost square to the ball. Bell is pretty much dead straight. I think it looks like Brad's going to take it. Five in the wall. Every player up there, apart from Malachi Black, is in and around the edge of that penalty area. But five red men in the wall. Bell will take a picture of concentration. Goes for goal, up and over. And that will stay on top of the stand. It goes into that netting behind. And we're going to need a new ball on. And Charlie Horlock is going to sprint on and make sure we get that new ball on as quick as possible. But disappointment there for Bradley Bell. And now Jazz Singh's done the Charlie Horlock injury. So he's down now after all of the effort of watching that free kick fly over the crossbar. Tamworth, they've got the tricks. They know what they're doing. They've been in this situation before. I'm surprised though the referee hasn't uh, wised up to it. Yeah, but... I guess when a player says they're injured, there's, you know, there's not much you can do to, to an extent. Stephen Gleeson's just going to have a chat with him now. The ref says go away, but no, he's run behind to get the ball and put it down. I mean, this is how slow it's got. The hitching players are, are putting the ball down for throw-ins and and free and goal kicks for the Tamworth players. Gleeson just makes sure the ball rolls into Jazz Singh as he's sitting on the floor. Um, thank you all for the messages, though. Bob Robinson again said, great commentary, guys. Well done to seasoned campaigner Freddie and new boy Josh for a great afternoon's entertainment. Well, it has been entertaining, Josh, in the end, to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's been a good game to watch for the neutral. Um, bit of heartache at the minute for us and then a yeah. bit of joy for the Tamworth fans. Yeah, absolutely. They'll continue uh, to stretch their lead at the top of the Southern League Central if the result stands. Hitchin is still in it, though. Gleeson playing one through up to Cawley. Back to goal, laying it off for Sneelis. Sneelis can drive forward with the ball now. Slipping all through. Ashley Hay, can he get there? Into the penalty area now. Hay with Black up there as well. Tries to get the crossing towards the back post. Headed away by uh, a Tamworth man. Three minutes left of added time. There is still time for Hitchin. That could be extended as well after the stoppage we had there as Georgiou heads back to Charlie Horlock. It's his penalty save and Jack Sneelis's goal that mean there's still something to play for at the end of this game here. Lewis Barker taking the ball forward, chipping it up over the top. Looking for Wilkinson, it's cut out well. Hitchin ever throwing in line with the edge of that penalty area. It's an everyone up kind of scenario. You don't often see that from Mark Burke, but he's pointing that way. And everyone's going to get in the box. They're all going to throw themselves forward for this situation in the final couple of minutes of added time. Bell to take. Tamworth two. They went in front of the second minute. Hitchin have the chance now, though. Bell with the throw in. Into Jones, who had a bit of a poor first touch, really, that just meant the ball cannoned away. Who's it come off now? Is a Hitchin throw in. Georgie will take. Andy Peaks is absolutely fuming, but Georgie goes back to Charlie Horlow. You can tell it's a good Tamworth side, but they are trying everything to slow this game down, and they're getting frustrated at the moment. That's credit to Hitchin, as Hay heads it down. Wilkinson takes a tumble, and now Jazz Singh goes down once again in the penalty area. There is still time, though. And Jazz Singh remains down on the deck, but back up now on one knee. And there we go. The Tamworth fans can start singing. They believe they're going to be able to see this one over the line now, but they've not had loads to sing about, really, apart from those two creamy goals. He should have killed it off of that penalty early on in the second half. The harshly given penalty, really, is Jones. Oh, what is he doing there? He's left the ball for Charlie Horlock. Now Finn into the box. 
down the left-hand side, gets the ball in. Horlock's done really well there. Must have been a very rare lapse in judgment by either Kieran Jones or Charlie Horlock. It maybe it was more Jones's fault as this ball's played over the top by Black. Comes back to Hitchin again. Gleason finds Sneelis, and again they can commit numbers forward. Gleason to Cooley. It's a poor option, really, but it falls to Black once again. Now Wilkinson can turn. Hitchin with the urgency. Wilkinson bundled over, well, and we're going to play on. Malachi Black gets down the left-hand side, crosses well, it in straight kick, to Jazz Singh. I don't know how that's not a free kick. The referee now blows the whistle for the free kick, potentially. Is he going to book the Tamworth man? He is. He books Finn. I wonder if he just played advantage. Now books Wilkinson, I think. Just give the free kick in the first place. I'm sure at this stage in the game, Hitchin would much prefer a free kick than you know, getting a crossing down the left-hand side. Of course, it's not up to them. It's the referee's judgment. He felt he could play on, but the five minutes of added time are up. We've still got more time, though, in the tank after Jazz Singh's been down on the deck a few times. And you know, that new ball that had to be played on has the referee kept on top of it. We'll wait and see. Hitchin have been knocking on the door, but maybe just haven't created that clear-cut chance that they'd have been looking for late on. Yeah, nothing to really go and get the second goal. Nothing concrete, as you say, Freddie. So. Singh up and over the top now. It's going to go behind for a, a hitching throw, and he was aiming for the corner flag, you could tell. Jones is going to take quickly. Goes back into Charlie Horlock, who takes the ball down. He's got to be careful, but plays it out to Lewis Barker. He's trying to drive forward, evades the Tamworth man's clutches. Still Lewis Barker coming up through the halfway line. Bell was there showing for it as well. Now Sneelis goes down. The referee says play on, and Tamworth will clear away through Halkins. Straight out for a hitching throw, and is it? No, it's down the touchline. Bell now keeping the ball in play. Appeals for everything in there from both sets of players. Barker now into Gleeson. We will play on. The ref has added this added on time on. And now Jones flick through by Sneelis. Doesn't quite fall for Finley Wilkinson. Tamo smashed the ball away. And there's the biggest cheer of the afternoon. The Lambs hang on to the three points. They've clutched onto it. They've had to go through the dark arts really to, to hold onto it. But in the end Josh Hitchin just couldn't create that chance that they needed to late on yeah, couldn't quite create that final chance to go and uh, get the equaliser, but the boys have worked extremely hard today, and you can't fault their effort, that's for sure. Jackson is with the only goal for, for Hitchin, and a really good substitute appearance. Yeah, absolutely. Sneelis gave Hitchin hope. They will go over and applaud the few away fans who have made the journey up. So it was Creaney who scored that header in the second minute. He then doubled the lead uh, with a slightly controversial goal in the 50th minute, but he then missed a penalty four minutes later. It was Charlie Horlock who made an excellent save. Hitchin continued to grow into the game. They were buoyed after that penalty save, and it was Jack Sneelis who had a really well-taken goal in off the post to, to give them hope. But in the end, Tamworth able to run the clock down, able to hold on to it. They take the three points, and Josh, big game now at Stratford on Tuesday, but we continue to make steps in the right way, I think. Yeah, massive game uh, Tuesday night away to Stratford. We, I think it's a must that we pick up some points, uh, whether that be one or three. Um, I think we need to pick up something. Um, and again, we are making steps in the right direction, but we just need more consistency across the board. Um, mm. Conceding that first goal again, not helping. Two minutes in is, you know, is criminal really, and it gives you a tough task. And you're playing the team, 
at the top of the league. But Josh, look, thank you once again for coming on and doing the commentary with me. Hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's been good. Uh, slightly different to my usual match today. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, thank you for having me, Freddie. Yeah, Marek, if you're listening in, so we wish you all the best. Hopefully you'll be back with us uh, on Tuesday night. But that's been another enjoyable commentary. Not enough, though, for the Canaries. Finishes full-time. Uh, Tamworth 2, Hitchin Town 1. We'll see you at Stratford on Tuesday night. Thank <laughs> you.